All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Mike, and you're listening to Ranks for Nothing. This is Matt, and you're listening to Ranks for Nothing. This is Chase, and you're listening to Ranks for Nothing. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Two thirds of us are in the same room together. Yeah, we need to get all together one of these days. I know. We've, like, kind of done it. I think we've only done it once. Once? Was that in my living room? And Dave was there, yeah, too? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the only time. Yeah, after Psycho. Yeah, that's right. And then... I was wondering what the hell it was. Yeah, I've had a couple where someone was here with me. Yeah, you and Sean have been in the room a few times. Yeah. And, like, when Dave and Mark... Or like, someone was visiting, I remember doing that. Yeah. yeah I've had Dave over a couple times. Yeah, but we've never had... Chris. Just, it's been very rare occasions where the whole entire cast is in one room. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> Better than nothing. Today, today we're going to talk about... Uh, for for all we were just talking shit about all the '90s making a comeback earlier before we started recording, and uh, for all you young kids, all like probably zero of you that are listening right now, there used to be these things called compilation albums, compilation CDs. We call them comps, and uh, this is how you would find music before the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was radio comps. Was no use either. Yeah, yeah. If you were into music of the punk variety, that you know. Anything that really wasn't on the radio, there's two ways to find music. Well, three, I guess. Four. Let's go through all of them. <laughs> Five. <laughs> one. One was comps, which was great. Two was uh, getting an album of an of a band and reading the other bands that they thanked on their liner notes. Three was to just go to a show and get surprised. Uh-huh. And four would be randomly like going to a record store and. I remember like uh, Sound Barrier and Balcony Lights used to have listening stations for some new albums and random shit like that. So I yeah. think that's probably the way I found music outside of like friends. Friends making music. Five stuff. would be friends. <laughs> I feel like that's how I there found most of them. We could throw that in. We could yeah. throw that in. But yeah. they usually got their music from those one of those other four things. <laughs> yeah. Someone but, did uh, all the Blake work and then you just reap the benefits of it. Like, oh, you heard of this band? Yeah. 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 <laughs> This is, yeah, man. This has been a, a an especially fun list. I feel like maybe because I actually, uh, well, it, because it was actually my idea, not just one from the the you know the yeah, archives the or whatever. Pull it out of your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the kind of the impetus for it was I I just did this uh, I ran support for a motorcycle ride that I've done in the past, mm-hmm. and um called go fast don't die is the the company based out of sheridan wyoming and just right across the state go through several parks and ended up reined in in yellowstone and just sitting around uh playing music and um the guy that started that company and i were just sitting there and i don't remember the first band that came up but it was just really random to have somebody else from Wyoming who like knew. Like, yeah. Like the, yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like Melancholin, hot water music, uh, like, uh, Pennywise. Yeah. Just all, all the bands that like you learned about from like those early comps, you know, where you, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we were just rattling off songs and having a blast in the rain. And, uh, <clears throat> I was like, man, I miss those, those comps. And since then I've just been listening to them and, having like a total blast from the past. I had one today. I was 
we were playing pickleball. <laughs> it's back again. <laughs> and uh, second came, time came on, and I was like, "Oh man, I haven't heard the song in probably twenty years." And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It comes right. But they back. were they were such a big part of like my early like formative music years. Yeah, you know, definitely. And uh, anyway, like, so, get, like anytime we got in a car in high school. There was like there was like a fifty percent chance there was a comp on, and it was just like random bands, and it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like our version of a radio station. I feel like yeah, because for sure. the radios didn't cater to us, but yeah, you could be in a car with some friends and listening to comps, and you know, like maybe not every band was for everybody, um, but inevitably, like you'd like half of them yeah. or a quarter of them or something, and there was something on there for everyone. Yeah, and it exposes you to like a lot of different stuff, which is cool. I mean, I guess the equivalent now is like a Spotify playlist type of thing or yeah. something like that. But but it seems so much more catered because normally they're put out. Let's do a little one hundred and one here. So compilation comp CD is compilation album, and it's usually put out by um, in our case, like for punk stuff, it was like a record label yep. putting out and showcasing the bands that were on their label. So it was usually like either new releases. Um, or albums that were recently released, like a song or two off of that, or sometimes it's B sides, you know, just random stuff. Live performance, live performance, live versions, yeah, yeah, covers, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's usually just like or rare stuff, and but it's a way to get their their bands exposed, yeah, out there. Because I mean, you know, and they were cheap. You can get them for like sometimes like two bucks, three bucks, four bucks. Like I think the most I've ever paid on is like five, six bucks. You know what I mean? So you would get like 20 tracks for that much money and usually you'd be like, Oh, I know two of these bands. That sounds cool. Let's see what the rest of these are about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, and then you're like, Oh, I like this band. Oh, I like that band. And then that gives you a springboard to like checking out new music. And they'd also great. just send them like, if you ordered like mail yes. order, they would just send mm-hmm. like their, you know, spring sampler yep. or whatever. Eh, I've never done that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, that was going to be a question of mine on they eligibility count. yeah and that but as you were describing it i'm like yeah i mean samplers are just comps yeah, it's just yeah. a different name yep yeah there are probably samplers are smaller though right weren't they usually like yeah songs? usually yeah but i think they still count i think yeah, as long yeah. as it's got at least like six tracks on it it counts yeah i think there may be i don't want to i don't want to you know give away any of mike's or matt's <laughs> picks so uh, <laughs> i feel like I well yeah we'll have to we'll have to talk about them as they come up so we'll wait all right <laughs> so i feel like uh I didn't have something because when the CD burner came out, that was like my fucking comp shit. Yeah. Because once yeah. you like discover a band, you start diddling around and like, oh, let's see what this is. Then you start making your own shit. Yeah. 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 yeah or I, like, I still just have like Matt's entire music catalog in my, <laughs> oh, my iTunes. <laughs> like stuff will come up that I'm like, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I still have like, I was listening to In Pieces this weekend. Yeah. And I, I think I need to like update my MP3s for, um, learning to accept silence because there's like a couple tracks. It's like, it's got like weird noises. Oh, yeah, like, skips and shit. Yeah. It's like, I know damn well that's not part of the song, <laughs> but now like in my head it is. Cause that's yeah. like, Oh, that's the beginning of track four. That's it's, how that goes. <laughs> it's so weird when you hear the actual song. It's like, I am not yeah. used to this at all. Yep. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've uh, got some, some albums that come on that in my library, like actual library that like I ripped. And mm-hmm. yeah, the quality may not be that good. Mm-hmm. There's, there's times where like I, cause I've bought like CDs before and there's like, I'll do that. And I will just go to the internet and download them illegally 
rather than rip a CD because it comes out cleaner right. than dealing with that bullshit. Yeah. But I do that with records because sometimes records don't come with the rips and I'm like, that's fucking stupid. I'm not paying for this again. I'm a, yeah, the, oh, the, yeah. Off the Soul Seek. The bonus digital version. Yeah. I'm I'm so stoked that Soul Seek is still around. Yeah. I've been, we've been using that since what? I feel like 2002, 2001, Probably, yeah. 2000 maybe. And it looks almost, it's like the Craigslist of fucking downloading music. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. exactly the same as it did. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Someone created a, uh, I don't know if it's available on iPhone, but someone created a, um, a client for it on Android. So I use that every now and again on my phone. Just download albums. It's tight. Huh, that's cool. Right onto your phone. Yeah, it's highly recommended. <laughs> He just took his pants off. Uh, jerking it. Uh, <laughs> it's getting a little comfy. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Uh so that's what we're gonna talk about. But before we get into that, um let's do our uh picks of the week here. I'm up first. We're gonna go me, Matt, and then Chase. Yep. And then uh yeah. So I'll just do my favorite, my three right now, and then we'll pass it over to you, Matt. My pick of the week is, have you guys watched that show Reservation Dogs on Hulu? I think it's on FX. Yeah, you can watch it. I've seen the first episode. That's it. Yeah, I just never heard you guys talk about it. I haven't seen it. Oh, who talked about it? Maybe Sean. Sean, I think, watched it. I was going to say, because I don't remember hearing much about this show. I remember when it came out, like when it first popped up on Hulu. I was like, oh, that looks like something I would enjoy. And then uh, I just never watched it. And then I saw something that was like, the final season's airing now. I was like, I should watch that. I think there's like two episodes, like one or two episodes left to air. Anyway, so I started watching it and I got fucking hooked real quick. So um, it's over now? I think the last season is airing right now. There's like two more episodes oh, okay. that are coming out. So there's three seasons. Um, it's co-produced, created by uh, an actual uh, Indian dude. Mm-hmm native american it's weird like watching that show because like it's kind of banged into our heads to call like that native american is the like term that should be used but they call each other indians all the time and i've known some native dudes and they usually refer to themselves as indians so it's like this weird pull of like like i'm a big proponent of calling people what they want to be called like no matter what the fuck it is but is that their n-word you're a dude (laughs) yeah 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 you have to call I, no, I don't, me no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that uh, deep, Matt, but yeah. So it's like, it's weird. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like, you know, it's like pronoun stuff. Like, you want to be called he, him, and you're mm-hmm. a girl? I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, gendered wise. Like, I don't care. Tell me if, if I know what you want to be called, I will call you what you want to be called. Whatever. But, uh, so it's, it's a fun show. It's about four kids. It's like a sort of a coming of age story meets like just like down and out realities of like Indian life, but um, like indigenous life and living on a reservation, mm-hmm. like a modern day reservation. But uh, anyways, Oh, it's a uh, co-created. I think that's where I was going. Co-created and produced by um, Cindy and dude. And uh, say, is Taika Waititi is uh, doing that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause I think he's, um, where's he from? Yeah, New Zealand. I think he has some of that. I forget what their yeah, I forget Maori. what their um Maori, yeah, that's what it is. I think he's uh got some of that in him. But uh anyways, it's a fun show. It's good. It's really well written. There's like guest stars every now and again that pop up. Bill Burr shows up as like a 
an old gym coach slash driving instructor like uh-huh. gives driving tests and his stuff's great like that episode's fun but it's very character based and it's very like fluid and like developing over time you know it's just really well written and really well put together um but uh yeah it's just it's just a super fun interesting show like it's a if you're interested in culture like just different cultures and how that works um, which I usually am. Like, I, I find that interesting to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. There's uh, the dude from, uh, <laughs> they go to they go to L.A. and they meet this dude. They call him White Jesus. And it's fucking, I was like, that guy looks hella familiar. And I was checking the credits and it's fucking Brandon Boyd from Incubus. <laughs> I think I saw the commercials for that. <laughs> plays, plays Jesus for like two episodes or something. But, uh, yeah. It's just neat to see like the modern native culture and it just doesn't seem to be represented anywhere. Um, and it's got a lot of throwbacks to like deep, like cultural, I guess mythology is probably the right word. Like the way that they kind of view the world and like the creator and, you know, there's like random mythology stuff that pops up. Like there's this dear lady that has a recurring role every now and again. And she's basically like, the harbinger of death upon like people that are like dudes that are bad to women or children. And she's, that's the mythology is that she kills them. <laughs> and She shows up and, uh, every now and again, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good, it's a good show. The characters are great. If you like good, like character development, character shows, like character driven shows, it's, it's well worth it to watch it. And they're quick episodes. They're like half hour episodes. Like, I think I started watching it like two, three weeks ago and I blew through pretty much all seasons. I'm just waiting for those last couple episodes to air. There's like three or four seasons? Uh, three seasons. And the third season is this last one. So, yeah. I think it's like 10-ish episodes a season. So, yeah. They go pretty quick. All right. Next up, um, I just watched this a couple nights ago uh, on Netflix. They cloned Tyrone. Uh, it's got Jamie Foxx and um, what's his oh, name? Boyega. Uh, what's his first name? Okay, from Star Wars. Yep. I have his name somewhere. I was going to say John. Jason. I know it's there with the J. <laughs> That's super complicated <laughs> name, John. But, uh, dude, he looks like damn near unrecognizable. Like, I was like, I saw his name on the credits. And I was like, oh, he's probably going to show up later. And then I come to find out that he's been in the movie. Like he's like one of the leads and was in the movie for like <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's that motherfucker right there. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was funny. It was weird. It was surprising. I like being surprised. It, di- it didn't. It's going to. It's not like a straight parallel, but it kind of reminds me of that. Sorry to bother you movie a little bit. And just like things happen and you're like, what? You just, you get on the ride and you're just along with it, but it's not as crazy. Not, you know, there's no horse man. <laughs> that made no sense. Horse dongs popping out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's I, that it made sense in the context of like the, the, um, what is it? The metaphor type of thing is like, just put it into like absurdity, absurd yeah. reality. But yeah, it was fucking weird choice to actually do it. But anyway, so this is like a much more subtle like version of that type of thing. Um, but it's got like some like mind control like themes, like mm-hmm. stereotypical, like reinforcing stereotypes type of stuff. 
But uh, it's good. Jamie Foxx is good. John Boyega is fucking great. Um, the girl that was in, I don't know her name, but she was really good too. They were like the three main scenes. Um, but uh, that WandaVision show. Hmm. Oh, was she the new Captain? Not Captain okay. Marvel, but like. Oh, is it that girl? Miss Marvel's movie, the, the Marvels, Marvels one, yeah. the Marvels or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Ah, cool. All right. But she was good in this. She mm-hmm. plays a hooker. Jamie Foxx plays a pimp. It's fucking great. He play. Uh, there's a there's a shout out to the international player ball or something like that. He's like, I was international player of 1998 <laughs> or something like that. that. I was like, damn, that's a nice callback. <laughs> I haven't heard that shit since fucking the <laughs> early 2000s. Do you remember watching that documentary on that? It was like Pimps and Hoes or something like that. Like an actual documentary about Oh, pimps. man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Joe had it. It was fucking incredible. I remember watching that a couple times. There was this one dude. He was like, I forget his name. Daddy something. But he wore like, he, was, he wore nothing but green and gold. And his car was green and gold. He was like, someone was like, so why are you, why are you obsessed with green and gold? He was like, yo, I got, uh. Is green for the money and gold for the honey. <laughs> and that was like his catchphrase. <laughs> oh, man. But they did like some, like they actually filmed the fucking international player ball and like they had shit in that. And anyways, but uh, yeah, I recommend it. This game, this, this is probably one of my more favorite movies of the year. It was, it was just a real fun ride. And then last but not least, this will be quick. Finally beat Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda on the switch it was fun um i've been putting off the like final battle for a while because i was just like having fun dicking around and doing side quests and gaming up my mm-hmm. armor and shit and then, uh, it was funny I, yeah i beat it like at night one time and then like uh my son miles always wanted he's like let's play link and then he basically he just sits there while i beat people up and he's like fight that guy and it's, it's fun <laughs> just playing it but more. uh so he was like yeah, exactly. He, but that's what it was like a fun little thing like that we would do. He'd like sit there and watch me play. And but then uh, so I like I was like, All right, I don't want to beat this with him because it's going to be like, I don't know what to expect. So I was like, I'll beat it and then I'll play it again tomorrow on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I could, I'll be like, hey, Miles, I got to fight the last guy. You want to you want to fight him with me? He's like, yeah, let's beat him. So it was just fun, like watching his reaction, and he was all like, "Oh, he's so big, <laughs> like he's so hard." <laughs> and there's like three different levels to Ganon in this one. It's like regular Ganon, and then he gets like, "Dude, it's fucking, it's so funny, Matt." So like you know, there's like usually like a power bar, and it's like the name, it's like uh-huh. half the screen or something like that. Like when you're fighting somebody, so then you you kill him the first time, and he like resurrects, and it pops back up, and it's the same size, and then all of a sudden he goes. It just starts going further oh, and further to the end of the screen, and it goes all the way to the edge of the screen. <laughs> the fucking health bar. I was like, that is fucking hilarious. And I think it's a callback because people were really annoyed. Like the in uh, Breath of the Wild, he was like kind of an easy kill. So it was like uh, like a fun like. Oh, you thought it was easy? Well, here <laughs> let's give him like three times the life on the second fight. And then, uh, and then he, he turns into like a dragon. You got to fight him as a dragon. And that was, that was kind of cool. Cause it was like aerial. It was like a whole different, like fighting mechanism. It was cool. Anyways, it was fun. It was a fun little bonding thing with the kid and he was all jazzed up. He was talking about it for like a week after that. It was funny. It's like, you remember you beat that guy? I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> it's like my little hype man. It's so funny. Like it was us playing that game. He's like, you fucking suck at this game. Let me try this shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never like support you as you're doing good. <laughs> no, never. It's like I do that shit better. Oh uh, man. But anyway, that's that. 
that was I was playing that shit like one or two hours a night for like three months straight. That, that shit was just fun as hell. I love that game. I want to play it again. Like I'm like I still like it's funny when I beat Breath of the Wild, I was like done with it. I was like I don't want to play it again. But this one, like, I actually do find myself wanting to jump back in there and Can play. Can you do it. a new game plus? Can you do a new Say game what? plus like where you start from the beginning but you keep everything that you've collected? Oh. I don't I don't think so. Like so it ends and you just it basically sets you back like you it gives you like a star that you beat Ganon, but it sets you back before you beat Ganon. If that makes sense. So, like, you can fight him again if you want to, or you can just play the game with all your oh, shit okay. still. Yeah, like a, so, another version of that. Kind of, sort of, but with... Yeah, kind of, sort of, but without having, like, the... Like, you don't have to beat all the bosses or anything. It's, it's like, just yeah, sandbox game. You can dick around. Because you can, like, build stuff. Yeah, exactly. One, right? Yeah, it's fucking... The mechanics in that are awesome. It's so much fun. Just, like, making vehicles and shit. It's cool. Uh, better get low. Grand, but keep going. I'm done. It's up to Matt now. I thought we had a fucking two minute fucking uh, limit on these goddamn picks. Yeah, I know. My bad. My bad. I got lost. The the fucking. What was your one pick? Because I thought that was the whole point of these. Reservation Dogs was my pick of the week. I got sidetracked when you guys had that fucking issue or whatever it was. You're talking about that stuff. Still uh, working out the kinks here. Yeah. All right, Matt, you're up. I was going to tell you, try to keep it. To two <laughs> that's not fair. Now we have to because we're fucking running out of time. <laughs> we're losing the audience. <laughs> we never had them to begin with. Yeah, right. Can't lose them. You don't got them. <laughs> Insert that meme of the one guy tapping his forehead. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Can't get canceled if you're never something to be canceled. I don't know. <laughs> can uh, can I have a pick from last year? I just now seen it. Yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be rel- recent. I'm gonna go with um, just your favorite thing of the year. Well, or yeah, favorite say, thing of the week. I've been watching, month, yeah. Whatever. I can't. It won't be a part of the uh, rankings of 2023. 20, 20, I'm gonna go with uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Oh, finally watched that shit. Cause I think it came out October of last year. Yeah, I think I watched it around Halloween. Shit, I think I actually talked about it on. Did here. you? Was yeah. that one of your picks? Maybe. The fucking delay right now is throwing. <laughs> I know me it's so killing me right now. <laughs> and it just and it started like. Is that little glitch? Maybe. Oh, you guys got delay know. now, but at least it's showing that we're making noise. That's it. I think we just got to take our... Well, then we can't hear Mike, then. Fuck. <laughs> Power through. Guys are the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's getting slower, too. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I'm a big fan of anthology series shows, like Black Mirror and Twilight Zone. I feel like that show is like a perfect combination of the two. That's, mm. Have you seen it, Mike? No, I've. It's one of those like I was like I should watch this. I like Guillermo del Toro. I like anthologies. It's all things it's that I enjoy, here. and I just haven't watched I feel it. Like I put it off. I heard about it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But 
he finally watched it. Yeah, I feel the same way. A lot of his uh, creatures are tentacle-based. I feel like that's his thing. Ah. Uh, was it, um, is this like an H.G. Wells thing or no? Or not H.G. Wells. Uh, what's that fucking uh, Lovecraft. name? Lovecraft. Because that dude loved tentacles. Yeah, there's like too. one episode that's kind of dedicated to that, but I feel like he gets a lot of inspiration mm. from him. Gotcha. He's just a very watery guy. He likes water creatures. Uh, remember that Shape of Water movie? Yeah, where that lady bones Dude won an Oscar. Bones Denver hit. Creepy water monster. <laughs> that still surprises me. Like, I love that movie. That's still so surprising that that won fucking Best Picture. I, winning, I thought the actors won, but not the movie. Or like no, the, the fucking movie won Best, best picture. picture. No, that's what was fucking nuts about it. The movie wasn't that. Because it was that, and then Parasite won the next year. Like, it was just like... All these oddball ass movies went in back to back. Yeah, I, the, the, I think the thing I like about that show the most is that the episodes end on like a bad note, like where the villain wins a lot. Mm. Gotcha. And you don't see like you don't see like the repercussions from it. Like, what's that monster gonna do? Like once he's out in the wild, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. That, I get where you just mean. like my imagination runs wild. It's like I just want to see more of that episode and give me a whole movie. Mm. Gotcha. That's kind of how I felt about like uh, fucking Black Mirror too. It's like that sounds that was fun, but I feel like there's just more, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so that's my two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your other two? What's your honorables? Uh, I'm gonna go with that Shane Gillis, Beautiful Dogs. Oh up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up comedian special on Netflix. I like saying these jokes because I can't really remember them right now, but I've seen it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's as good as his first one, but it's pretty goddamn good. It, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I, I still find him really funny. Watching him, the more I watch him, though, the more I'm like, I hate his like mannerisms a little like bit. His little pauses, like he does. Yeah, he does that. Like, like you get it. Like Dane Cook used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you hear what I said. You know what I mean? Like you hear that. And uh, I like him, but I feel like the audience does not get it. Like he wants a reaction from yes. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like Dane Cook used to do that, but Dane Cook would just repeat it a lot, and that used to annoy the shit out of me. Like, he would just, like... I don't remember him doing it. Just get louder and do, like, I don't know. It was just, like, explain it or whatever. I don't know. Something about Dane Cook used to annoy me, and this kind of reminded me of a little mm-hmm. bit of that, but without the vocal part of it, it's, like, more of, like, a, a subdued version. He, just, he does, like, that, like, shoulder shrug, like, you get it? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holds his hand. <laughs> yeah. But it's still fucking hilarious. It was good. I enjoyed mm, it. Same here. Third, I'm gonna go. I had a third picked out. Now I lost it on my phone. Fuck it. I'll go with uh, that new movie. <laughs> Talk to me. That uh, the new A24 horror movie. Oh, is that a theater movie or is that streaming? It's in the theater, you can buy it now on iTunes. But pull the trigger on it. Okay. I felt like I kept hearing everyone talking about the thing. Ah, okay. Was it actually scary? I heard about that too, and I was like, ah, oh, that seems. Fun. Doesn't have any like, like really like traditional jump scares, but it's pretty fucking brutal. There's some good, uh, okay. uh, gory head bashing scenes. On a, <laughs> how's it rate compared to like Barbarian? This is worse than well. I feel like Barbarian's a little comical almost. 
Okay. This is like pretty graphic. Like there's a, I don't know if you know what the movie's about, but not really. The kids are playing like with a Ouija board pretty much. It's a hand mm. that was cut off from a median. So they're kind of doing like a handshake <laughs> and they're saying like, they say, talk to me. And then, the, you know, or which is it? And then, no, then it's let me in. So like when they say, talk to me, they kind of see the ghost right off the bat. And it freaks them out. And they get like a, the kids get like mm-hmm. a high off it almost. Like it's a drug. The kids are treating it like adrenaline. Yeah, the kids are treating it like a new party drug. And then when they say let me in, the ghost actually like possesses them. And they have like uh. these little ground rules where you can't do it longer than 90 seconds because then the ghost will actually possess you and like, you know, keep your body kind of thing. All right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty freaky. Like the one kid. I don't want to give away too much, but one kid get he's like an innocent, he's like a, he's like under 14, he doesn't really know what he's doing, and the ghosts kind of pick up on that shit, and mm-hmm. they just abuse him, and oh, they just fucking smash his head into like a, Ooh. into a desk, it's like a dresser or something, but they, the camera like shows it, it doesn't let off, you can hear it, oh, it's so brutal. Ugh, alright. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much. I want to watch it yeah. again. I don't know if it's as good as Hereditary, but it's 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 kind of climbing those ranks. I, yeah, I don't know. Hereditary is good, but it's not something that I want to watch again. And it's like it's almost in like a like an art house realm for me. Like that was a well made movie. I enjoyed what they did, but it's not like a ooh, it's Halloween time, let's watch Hereditary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get me psyched in that way. That's why we're pretty much watching horror movies now because we're gearing up for October. Yeah. I feel like that's the only time we watch horror movies now. Like, they don't... I feel like they don't hit as hard if you watch, like, a horror movie in the summer. It's because it's good vibes, bro. Yeah. that full season vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be spooky season. <laughs> Fucking AFI time, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> AFI doesn't tour in March. They tour in October. <laughs> October or Halloween doesn't begin until you listen to uh, the Fall Children EP. <laughs> All Hallows Eve EP. Sorry, yeah. All Hallows EP. All Hallows, I think. Yeah. Fall Children is such a great song. God, I love that song. Chase, you're up then. Well. Per usual, I'm probably just going to go all music. I haven't watched anything interesting. My kids are going through all the Marvel movies in chronological order. That's not bad. No, it's been great. It's terrible. <laughs> but you guys have already talked about that. So, <laughs> um, so my pick, I think, is going to be the new Angel Dust. Mm. Brand new soul. Um, I mentioned I've been skateboarding with my son a lot and, uh, we've just been blasting that. And my first listen or two, it, you know, it's never going to be as good as rock the fuck on forever. Nope. But it's definitely growing on me and. Sorry, I'm distracting Chase. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. I was wondering what's going on. He's he's showing me his phone. Um, if you want to try it while I'm talking, you can. I agree, though. Like, uh, it's weird, but 
it's probably their best album since rock the fuck on forever for sure yeah the last one definitely had like a little i don't know felt like country twang or something going on yeah and the last two or three were all folksy and fucking weird and yeah I, I didn't like it they they did probably grow on me just because it is something that i can listen to with my kids for the most part gotcha and so it just got a lot of airtime and just because of that it's like you know back when you would buy a cd and because you had it you would listen to it and it would grow on you yeah i hear you yeah um i've also been so last year i don't remember when i made that or maybe it was the beginning of this year i made a playlist of like new singles that had come out for albums that were going to be coming out this year and there were a lot of them that um i thought were really great um but then i kind of lost track of the bands uh mm-hmm. kind of like probably what we'll talk about in uh, the compilation yeah, <laughs> discussion yeah, yeah. you know like uh you just end up listening to that playlist and forgetting that you know there's a whole album and so um there are actually two albums that I've been listening to quite a bit that were on that list that will be my runners up that are probably actually better albums. Uh, I just don't listen to them as much because uh, I'm with my kids a lot. Um, so Squint, Feel It All Wash Away is the first one. It came out in March. Um, have you listened to them at all? I don't even know who that is. No. They kind of, they're like post-hardcore, melodic hardcore, kind of, um, remind me of like Drug Church, but, um, actually, I think I like them better than Drug Church. Okay. Um, but it's got that kind of sound, just like good riffs with that kind of yelling, it's not screaming, it's more like yelling type of vocals, um, Mm. but yeah, it's good. Give it a listen. Um, the other one is, uh, Zulu, a new tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. Have you listen to them at all? Yeah. I'm not too crazy about them. Like I don't hate them, but it's just not something that I come back to a lot. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's interesting. Like, uh, a weird mix of like, like they'll just have these kind of banger kind of hardcore, like the single that I had was faking the funk mm-hmm. and I don't, I'd have to play it but it's probably like not even two minutes long and a lot a lot of the song like it goes by really fast but i just noticed that i'll go back to that one because it's kind of just a little bit fresh uh Mm -hmm. in that way and they'll like throw in some like just funky little uh i can't even think of a band that it reminds me of um but it kind of reminds me of like a lot of the, well, a lot of these bands uh, do have kind of throwback sounds to me. Um, mm-hmm. But like when people would sample stuff a lot in the middle of songs and uh, or at the beginning or end or whatever. And I don't know if that's what they're doing. They may be. Um, I think that's like one of the things I liked about Refused was you know they would just have like a little like a little jazz <laughs> piece yeah, in yeah, the yeah. middle oh, of a exactly. song or something. You're like okay, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, all three of those I think have been kind of interesting. Um, so 
Those are my picks. I, I gave that squint band a little listen while you were talking a little bit, and I'm digging what I hear. Yeah, yeah, I, I like them a lot. That one's called Wash Away. It's just an EP. Is that what you're talking about? Um, feel it all wash away. Uh, oh, it's a, it's they, an album. I think okay. Wash Away maybe was. Uh, it looks like because uh, yeah, I found something. It was like a EP called Wash Away. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember if that had the couple tracks that I listened or that I put on the playlist. Um, and then the, I don't know if they released like a full album. That yeah, included yeah, those or if it that. was in addition to. But yeah, yeah, there've been a couple. There's well, I'll save it for the future. But there's been a, a couple other uh, singles or whatever teasers that have come out of other albums that I'm excited about too. Nice. I think, uh, hopefully we finish the year strong. Yeah. I'm gonna, that's going on my, uh, fucking get list. Hell yeah. That's a soul seek list. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what that is. (laughs) Feel it all wash away. I like it. Do you, uh, do you being from Pennsylvania or living in Pennsylvania, not from there, but uh, do you like the Menzingers? I hate the Menzingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know about hate, but there's some, I don't know, something about them I just can't get into. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel the same way about them, like that I do about Against Me, where it's a band that I feel like I should like, but I just don't. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, everything, like on paper, those bands are bands I should like. And yep. for some reason, I just don't like the output. Yeah, um, they're they're kind of an anomaly for me because I feel the same way. They do like um, uh, Spanish love songs just came out with a new see, album, and I was like, I actually like Spanish love songs. Yeah, see, there's but there's something I like one or two of the songs, but then when I try and listen to the whole album, his voice mm-hmm. is just like his voice does get a little grating. Yeah, and I can feel that way occasionally about Menzingers, but I I really liked. Um, <laughs> the last album hello exile and they have like three tracks out from their upcoming album that um at least one of them i think um it's got me kind of excited about it but yeah but yeah that's like, i'll probably thing. give it a spin but yeah. yeah it's just like yeah them and that there was that other band from like chicago or something maybe they're chicago that broadway calls band it's another band mm-hmm. i'm like i feel like i should like this band and i just just couldn't get into them. yeah there's i can't figure out what that is either like Spanish love songs. It's almost like just the way it's mixed. Like his vocals are yes. so in your face. And then yep. there's other bands that are coming or getting more popular with like the, just that Midwest emo thing, kind of making a big, mm-hmm. uh, like mom jeans or something like that, that I can't, I just think they're annoying sounding. And yeah, I don't like mom jeans. I don't like yeah. that. I don't like that wave of like Midwest emo. That's it's too slow. Like, yeah, when I think of Midwest emo, it's either got to be like really fun or like kind of dancey guitar stuff. Like I like that, but a lot of times it's just fucking boring. Yeah, it's like they took all the bad parts of Midwest. They took like, <laughs> yeah. they took like the Get Up Kids on a Wire album. It's like this is the new Midwest emo. I was like, fuck that. This shit sucked. <laughs> that was the worst Get Up Kids album by a mile. <laughs> it's like let's emulate Saves a Day, but just the In Reverie album. Yeah. <laughs> The worst one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Let's get into this music time. Hell yeah. Comps. It's been fucking an hour already. It's been an hour already. Shut the fuck up, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I could do, I could do this all day. Yeah, me too. You know what? You know where that me quote's from? Three. They're from Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> I could do this all day. I could do this all day. Uh, <laughs> I heard that they're watching Civil War last night. I almost wanted to watch with the kids. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right, so I'm up first. We're gonna get into this comp talk. I'm gonna go with my like hands down. Hold on. It, uh, can I guess? Grand rules? Oh. No, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, guess. Go for it. <laughs> Hold on. What? What's your question about ground rules? Should we set any? I, I think. Guess. I think it's wide open now that we yeah, know yeah, samplers yeah, yeah. are good. Okay. Yeah. We um, kind of laid it out. The, yeah. Um, does it? Does it start with an S? Yes. Short music for short people. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was originally going if you know if I got my normal guestly privileges. Uh, gonna go first and pick it just to fuck with you but um <laughs> i know how much it means to you and i'm glad that you got it god i love that so good it's funny i asked sean to uh send um so it wasn't his only thing he sent. yeah it was the was only thing one? he sent and i was like <laughs> i'm kind of glad he's not on this because i would have stole that shit or one of us would have got it and stolen yeah um yeah anyways but uh yeah one thing i will request is um find out which album or which label put it out in the year so this was put out from fat records in 1999 this was fucking incredible it was it's 101 bands all doing thir- songs that are 30 seconds or less although there are like a few tracks that are like 32 seconds or something like that but that can slide yeah and it's funny because cds were capped at 99 songs they couldn't go into 100 so on the cd the last three songs were all track 99 so they just ran together yeah. oh, that's awesome um I think I still have my actual CD. I should have, I think I, I should have looked and see if I grabbed it, but, um, I've been wanting a press of this on vinyl forever. And I'm really hoping I, cause now if it came out in 99, that window's done. I was going to say 20 years, but maybe 25 maybe years is coming up here next year. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they repress this cause, um, fat's actually been repressing a bunch of comps recently. So I'm hoping this one's in the pipeline. That's exciting. I, um, just the, well, just going back through this, like, and I don't remember if we were on the air when we were talking about that uh, or not, um, but, um, just how important comps were to me. Like I, I would totally buy, uh, pressings of like everything we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a few that are out there. I know fat's been doing a bunch of them recently, so yeah. 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 These were, these were fun. I listened to them a bit. Um, it wasn't one of my favorites. Um, I do like short music. Um, (laughs) but it was almost like a little too short for me. And, Uh and it's just like, I mean, it's a total, like, it's almost chaotic in a way. Like you just blast through it. And And I think that's what I liked about it is it was like, it was so such a crazy idea. It's like, 30 second songs, right? You you got it at that and it's like, oh, that's fun. And then you you toss as many bands possible on there and it's like some of these were like brand new written songs and some of them were old songs and it was just this mishmash of just like a crazy like descendants I like food song was on there, like Black Flag, uh, Black Flag uh fucking spray paint the walls and <laughs> There is a band called Black Flag. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are not on this comp. <laughs> They can get away with it now with all the uh, things coming out about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking anti flag. Never mind. Um. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so it was just it was just great, and it's it's awesome because like you could throw it on, and 
if a song sucks, you're it's over. Like you just go to the next one. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like it's no over biggie. before it starts. Yeah, it's like it's. I've listened to it so much that even the shitty songs that I hate, like I still know, like by memory. Like you know what I mean? Yep. It also has probably the best fucking AFI song written. It's like that hearts once frozen thought. It's that's really long, stupid name, but it is such a banger fucking song. And there's a couple times where there's songs on there where it's just like, God, this is such a great song. And it's 30 seconds. Like, I love that someone can just make a song that short, be that impactful. And it almost like pushes creativity because, and there's some that are just like kind of boring. Like the Pennywise song just sounds like a Pennywise song that they just cut off after the verse chorus. Just the chorus part. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like verse, chorus, and that's it. And it's just like, all right, well, that was boring. You just chopped the song (laughs) into 30 seconds. You didn't really do much. But then there's some that like, it's a full on structure. It's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro. It's like, how do you jam all that in there in 30 seconds? Like, that's fucking insane. That's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Zing. The rare self burn. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just like, as like a song, like, I feel like I really liked this when I was just like into it. But then like, as I started making music and writing music and doing that stuff, it's like a second round of like appreciation for what this was. And uh, there's a track on here by that band Wizzo. They were German and they literally just count in English. (laughs) And it's it's so fucking (laughs) catchy. (laughs) It's like one, two, three, four, five. It sounds like a Sesame Street song, but it's like got like punk rock guitars and shit. Uh, And it's so fucking great. And then the, and the last line is 30 second song. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, like you could see this, like there's songs literally talking about like, uh, I think it's the, uh, dance all crashers. And it's the songs literally like how, like the lyrics are like fat Mike called us up and told us to write a short songs for his fucking comp CD. <laughs> like that's the lyrics. Like, it's just like threw stuff together. Like just like the, the like forced creativity is, I love that. It's, it's great. Like, cause you get things that you would never have done. You know what I mean? Yep. It's the first time I heard that shit, piss, fuck, cunt song. That's just Blink thinking, 182. That the one with Blink on it. Yep. Blink's got that song on that. Like, that was the first the time I heard that. I know about it. Oh man. I don't think I've ever listened to that comp. You need to give it a listen, Matt. It's great. There's a bomb-ass Listen Jake song. Oh, so many. Like, if there's a band that you listen to, they most likely oh, have yeah, a sure song on that. And there's some bands that I found out through there that I'd never heard of, and I was just like, like, Useless ID, the song that's on there is so fast. I was like, God damn. I want to know what the rest of this band, like, them and Enemy U, and there's a couple other bands where I was just like, got really turned on to these bands by uh from that comp so it succeeded in its purpose of me of audience getting into more album and the funny thing about this one is that fat put it out but i mean not all hundred of these bands were not on fat so it was very much like a a punk celebration like they were from all corners of the world and labels and stuff so it was fun wonder if that's why they haven't pressed it yet because of all the different bands that weren't on their record label at the time. No. So I think that's why they used, um, random songs and B sides. And like, I think why Matt, uh, fat Mike had them write new songs for some cases is because of that. So that he would have the actual rights to do oh, that. Okay. I think that's part of it. Like the way that they did that. So yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Recommend oh, yeah. it. All right, Matt. Hell yeah. Next. You're up. 
All right, I'm going to go with the first comp I ever bought. I didn't buy it at release because it came out in 96. I think I bought it freshman year of high school, so that was in 99. Mm-hmm. And it was probably... Be- only because uh, everything that my cousin was listening to at the time, because I only knew radio shit back then. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Punkorama Volume Two. Oh, yeah, that's my Death Records. That's mine. That was one of your guys. <clears throat> huh? Yeah, if I, I figured one of you would uh, pick up the Punkorama, the yeah. Well, does, uh, that, does this disqualify my... all Punkoramas? That's, that's the question. Yep. That's the question. I, I think ask, it does. That. I think we should cut the line at, at I, that's the one. And we I could just agree. talk about Punkorama I do think, right Yeah, now. I think we can talk about if you have a different favorite one, because I might. I'm, I'm looking now. I was going to say, I'll for sure, but that might fuck me uh, later down the road <laughs> when it comes to other comp, like from other record companies. <laughs> I remember buying Punkorama Volume 2 at Hot Topic, I think probably in 1996. And uh, fucking, I remember because it had Rancid and it had... Had, uh, Probably Pennywise. Uh, like I'm just trying to think of bands that I knew at the time. I, I, I was a big Rancid fan yep. at that point, and probably had heard Pennywise at some point from like skate videos or something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was pretty much going off of. And then the rest of it was like, oh, I like these bars. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and uh, and that turned me on to Epitaph, and I was just like, literally got into every band almost that was on that fucking album. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Pennywise was the only band I knew of outside of like radio world yeah because of my cousin and then was, everything else from that album was like a bonus yeah yeah you only call him with bullion and uh dun, dun, first dun. like give me gimme's yep. the good die young cover song dun, dun, dun. yeah and the fucking coffee mug song mug 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 yeah mm. that was the first descendant song i ever heard i was like i love this i need more <laughs> <laughs> uh what a great way to open up that cd too yeah, i feel like that was one of the bands like because I feel like with every comp CD you buy, there's only like three or four that really stick with you, and the rest are like, yeah, I'll never check into these guys. Uh-huh. I, I, I hit skip every time, and I still never really cared for the Descendants. Have you ever? Like, I probably like them now. I was just gonna say, when have you ever like actually listened to them? Because I feel like they would, you would like them. Like they yeah. they have a lot of things that you would probably be into. No, that I and that song really isn't like really a very good representation of them. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I can't even tell you what that song is on that comp, but even nowadays, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Actually, I want to say that like, they're really like big, big on like saves the day kind of sound. Like they're kind of like the first emo bands. Descendants now. Yeah, they were one of like no. the pioneers of like pop punk. Not in like no. in like the late nineties Blink One Eighty Two sense, but they were more melodic punk. Let's put it that way. They were probably like the pioneers of like adding putting melody. Without being too gushy, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know shit about it. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, there's like the Ramones, which is, I don't know, to me, that's like super poppy punk type of shit. Even though people don't really call them pop punk, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what that is to me. And but yeah. I think the Descendants were like without the Descendants, I don't think you get Blink One Eighty Two. At least because I think the Descendants made it okay to do silly songs <laughs> and like be kind of funny and not take it too seriously. Like, lyric-wise, I think that's where the distinction is. Like, lyrically, they were kind of goofy. Not all the sure. time, but a good amount of the time. <laughs> but I've always heard good things about them. I do want to check them out, but back then when I was a kid, I, it did not register with me at, at all. I bet you've heard good, goes, I bet you've heard good, good things. 
Probably. For those that uh, he's been talking to you. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a descendant song. Good good thing. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a great right over my head. It's a good song. And uh Drain covered it on their new album. It's actually a really fucking good cover. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh my favorite punkarama is volume three. Came out in ninety eight. And I can I can almost I couldn't do it right now. But I could almost recite you the track list. I listened to it so much. Like I put it on. It's funny. Um, it's hard to find compilations on any of the streaming services. Yeah. Um, you but you can own. find yeah people who have made the playlist. Yeah. But I've found that some of them are not so. complete. Punkaramas, I think, have has they're on there. Yeah. But some of the other ones I've been looking for, um, they would just be like a playlist, but. Ooh, three is pretty Volume good. Volume three, three, yeah, yeah. No effects, dwarves, bouncing souls. I remember that's where I found the bouncing souls. Yeah, I think that might be about the time I found uh, the bouncing uh, souls too. Yeah, H two O. Um, I'd already listened to Rancid, but I think that's this is probably where I learned about Melancholin. Oscar, is this um, your first introduction to Oscar? Yep, yeah, Oscar, which uh, yeah was a was a big one for me, and. Uh, that i never like 10 foot pole is one like that song just because it's add when whenever i get in my car and it just goes into my library it's like the, the first, first song that comes up <laughs> and so i've heard that song so much and i i love the song i just didn't ever really do a deep dive on them yeah um but that's kind of the what i was saying earlier about like the cool thing is like the exposure you get like mm-hmm. you really do get so much volume and it's only like you can only especially then like I could buy maybe my top two or three favorite um, songs or bands albums, but I couldn't buy all 30 or whatever, 20 yeah. of them. Yep. Um, but at least you were getting exposure to it. And uh, I agree. Yeah. This one, this one rips, but I do think, I think Punkarama that's gotta be the most successful. Oh, easily. Of these, yeah. Right. Just cause of the bands like Epitaph was just like a fucking juggernaut of, Right. skate punk in the fucking 90s yeah yeah but yeah they weren't the biggest when it comes to punks punk uh comps okay there's another one i, I was counting them okay punk rama only put out 10 oh, volumes volume wise oh, as far yeah, as I, volumes yeah okay. i bet like sales i, meant, I just meant like biggest. yeah popularity oh, so, yeah yeah because so, it's another comp that that's on my list that they put out like fucking 13 or yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. Different i could see that version. i could see that yeah yeah two's my favorite you know, it's a band that I always wanted to listen to more that I never did from two is the last track, that new bomb Turks, that jukebox lean song. I always really mm-hmm. liked that song. And I was like, I should check that band out more. And I'd never, ever heard one more song from that band. It's not too late. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, you can always, you can always dig into them. Matt's getting into the descendants. You can get into the new bomb Turks. <laughs> there we go. At some point, I didn't know volume two was that big of a thing because that was just my first one like dip my toes into the I think it's I think it's just for like our age like it's just like that's 96 is like you know I was fucking 13 like that's the prime age for like consuming music you know what I mean that was the first one I got but I just like three definitely spent more time in the in the CD player Mm -hmm. yeah I think like two through six is what I went through, and then after that, it's just like burning your own shit on CDs. Yeah, I think it's own. funny. I don't think 
I think two's the only one I owned. I remember listening to three, and I don't even know if I've listened to four and any of those other ones. I'm sure I have. But. I got four, um, but I, I definitely didn't listen to it. And that may have just been a factor of, like, I kind of knew what I liked at that yeah, point. Yeah, I think so, too. Is yeah. that the one with no cigar on it? What, six? Oh, uh, uh, that's the... Okay, I see what the... Which one? Four. Four. Four is the one with the kid with, like, the black with eye Mel on Cullen. it. I remember, yeah. yeah. Four has... What did you ask if it was on it? No cigars, not on it. No cigar. Melancholy has Mr. Clean on it, surprisingly. Okay. Yeah, that. um, No cigars on volume five. Okay. So I listened to five a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The black. Listen to five more than four. Yeah, you know, Um, it's funny. I think that was the end of it for me. Four might be where I heard of the Refuse, though, for the first time, because they had a track on that. I actually heard. I don't know if that was the where I heard them. That may have actually been where I heard them too. I had a VHS with their the music video for New Noise. It had like a a Pennywise song and a Joe Strummer song, and we used to watch that like all. It was like our own, you know, our own MTV. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like four four music videos though. And <laughs> I have no idea where I got it. Oh, that's funny. But I feel like that might have been where I. <clears throat> heard the refused but maybe it was from punkarama first that's nice speaking of yeah. speaking of music videos i feel like there was a couple of like vhs tapes of that nature like i remember like there was one with like uh no effects of sticking in me sticking in my eye on it and another yeah. another couple of random like punk videos on it that i can't remember like comp <laughs> video comps there were comp vhs's <laughs> yeah and then, um, i don't know if there was a video or if i just remember watching it like on the box or like m2 or something but there was a the suicide machines had um a video for sos and it was like a fucking demolition derby and cars just like they're all tagged up and crashing into each other and that video was so yeah. fucking great and i i feel like i i looked for it a while ago maybe i should look again but i remember looking for it like five ten years ago and like just couldn't find it on youtube or anything and i was just like god did I hallucinate that? That that video just never exists. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like vividly, like sitting at Kevin's house one summer. Like we were all over there. Like his parents must have been out of town or something. We were all just crashing and watching that on his TV. But yeah, that's that's how it was. That's how it was. Think that be a uh, future uh, list idea of like skate videos or like. BMX dirt bike videos. That might be kind of fun. I don't know if I have enough of that, like name wise. I, you know what I mean. Like I, I I remember watching them, but I never owned them, so like I couldn't tell you. Uh I couldn't tell you like the names of them from any of it. I used to watch a lot of dirt bike ones, but yeah, I never watched any skateboard ones. Maybe a couple BMX ones. Yeah, I feel like that was another uh, another yes resource to find the music too. For sure, it was. Yeah. Oh, those crusty demons the dirt. We could do a music video one though. That'd be kind of fun. Like favorite music videos. Because that would like span all sorts of genres. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that'd be like MTV in the heyday. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of punk bands didn't really have a lot of nah. videos, did they? Nah, not really. They'd had to do them, but because there's no one was gonna play them. So if it wasn't for like yeah, exactly. a fucking comp VHS, like no one there was no point. Yeah, or if they made them, it was just them like kicking around, you know. Yeah, skateboarding or playing the song, you know, it was just like a or a live. Yeah, like a show that got dubbed over with mm-hmm. the track or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least now you could do that shit and just pop it on YouTube. You got your own fucking media center right there. 
Yep. I don't understand why more bands don't do that. Just like make some bullshit ass video. Like it's not that hard. You got everyone's got phones. Like it doesn't have to look great. Just something to throw up on YouTube. Yeah. Something to look at. Yeah. Probably not Reddit or something. Look at these nuts. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Chase, you got two in a row. Oh boy. All right. <clears throat> um Well, I've I've gone through like I, I started making my list and it's funny because as I was going through it, I started remembering like other ones I just haven't listened to in forever. Like there's the ones that stand out, you know, just because of popularity or whatever, like Punkarama. But there were some that were maybe, uh, you know, more important in my yeah, yeah, yeah. formative years um, that didn't come to mind like right away. And I, I would like have to rack my brain thinking of what like it was called. Yeah, or what the what label it was, what the cover looked like. And there's still one that's out there. Matt and I were talking about this that uh that I can't quite figure out. But <laughs> anyway, my first pick is going to be the plea for peace take action from two thousand one, put out by Sub City Records and Asian Man Records. <laughs> and uh it's just a it's a great like I was listening to it today. You may not have noticed. That's what mm-hmm. we were listening to in the car. Okay. Um, but it's just got yeah, like... That was a Spotify playlist. <laughs> it's got awesome. It's got Alkaline Trio, Hot Water Music, Kevin, Thrice, AFI, Swingin' Utters, Lawrence Arms, uh, Adam and His Package, nice. Thursday, At the Drive-In, Shy Halud, Boy Sets Fire, yeah. Dillinger Escape Plan, Grade, uh, that Grade song, Little Satisfactions. So I have to hear it. Uh, I don't know any of their song good. names. Mm-hmm. Good riddance, uh, Suicide Machines, the Ataris, TSOL, Bratmobile, Jesus, no Subsidy, the International Noise Conspiracy, and Asian Man. Was, it was probably like a yeah. random. Oh, okay, so yeah. I was say, how do they have all these? And I think that there? was like a, was that a festival or like some sort of tour or something? Yeah, so it was probably like the bands that were on the fucking tour. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know how it came to be, but I went to. It, it wasn't even a. It was a tour, but it was only, it was like a, it wasn't a festival, at least the one in Vegas. There were, I don't know, five or four bands or something. And I went because the International Noise Conspiracy was supposed to headline. And then they ended up dropping off. And somehow Jimmy World was part of it. And <laughs> so I saw Jimmy World and like, I I mean, I think they're fine, but not a huge fan, but like... I think I've mentioned this before, arguably like one of the best sounding bands I've ever seen they at are that one show. Of the best live bands, yeah. 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 It was at the Who joint cares? or not the joint. Yeah, the joint. Was this uh That's the hard rock, right? Was this before or after Bleed yeah, America? Hard rock. Uh, I don't Did know. Did they play the middle? Like was that a was that like a single yet? Yeah. Okay, so they were like they were pretty big. It was like two thousand one, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been it would have been probably around 2002 yeah. i so bet they were probably a pretty decent sized band then yeah yeah i'm sure there were a lot of people that were pumped that they i don't remember if they if they replaced the international noise conspiracy or if they just dropped off and jimmy was the headliner anyway gotcha. um, i just remember the band i was going to yeah, like yeah, see yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't show up and i was kind of bummed but um anyway that that album i think just as far as like I, I can't really remember how many of those bands I was exposed to from this. I feel like I probably knew 
I already knew Hot Water Music. I feel like Cave In, that's actually where I heard them. And, um, you know, I've been a fan ever since. Um, I already knew Thrice. Uh, like, I don't know. Shai Halud. I think, I know that I feel like I learned Shai Halud and Boy Sets Fire from a comp. I'm just not sure if it's this one. Gotcha. And so both of those are like huge bands to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so just that in itself, like, I mean, the, I'm sure I would have come across them eventually. Um, but the fact that I picked them up on a comp, it's like, uh, you know, worth its weight in gold, yeah. which isn't that Politics. much actually worth, its weight in rice. worth more than that. Rice. Uh, yeah, it's like the whole point of a comp. You only need to hear one good yeah. song, and then then you just want to know more about them as much as yep. possible. The next show they're going to be on, or definitely, yeah. Definitely. That's how I feel about. It. That's why I don't have that many on my uh, list here. I feel like once I found yeah. one and I know the bands I liked, like there's no point in buying. No, comps. I, I I agree. Like I don't think I bought comps past like the year like ninety eight or nine. Like I think by that time I was like mm-hmm. I know what I'm into. I can find bands in other ways. You know, it, it, it was just, yeah. uh, I had other avenues. Yeah. After that, it was like word of mouth. It's like, oh, maybe I unless it was a free thing. thing. Like I, I think I wasn't buying them as much, but, um, like if there was free samplers or like shit like that, I would always give that a listen, but I wasn't like going to the record store and buying comps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I'm not sure because I definitely got like, this one was 2001 and, I'm not sure where I got it from, um, but I would have bought that album if I yeah. saw like you know those bands on mm-hmm. there. And that was another thing that I, I noticed. Like I would do if if a label that I liked a lot of the bands, or I was ordering albums or something, and they had mm-hmm. one available. Like you said, they were usually a few bucks, and I would order it just to like get exposure to other stuff. So I, I know I definitely uh, um bought them yeah no that's a good point later. i i, I yeah. have done that in the past as well like want to throw this yeah. in for another two bucks it's like yeah i would you know that's that's i forgot about like that mm-hmm. aspect of of ordering things yeah um all right the next one is i was gonna wait because i feel like it's definitely not at risk of getting picked but it was just another one that um played a big role one yeah good influential one and uh i've learned of some of my favorite bands um which was songs from the penalty box volume one from tooth and nail records uh which featured such great acts as mxpx (laughs) (laughs) slick shoes uh zayo was a big one for me as you all know um Goaty Hook, you know, heard of that a little (laughs) some ska. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't think I've even heard of that band. (laughs) Ninety Pound Wuss. I do remember (laughs) Goaty Hook played Furnace Fest this year. Hmm. Yeah, and I hadn't heard of it. They had a song called "My Bike." I like yeah yeah my bike. Anyway, yeah, they're just a fun, you know, like a ska band as what you would expect. But um, I probably picked up these albums for i know i did i had one two and maybe three and uh 
it was they did i don't feel like their catalog expanded that much like they they probably had some other like kind of christian type like i know stretch armstrong was on there for a while i feel like Anne berlin or something like that which i was never mm-hmm. into but um you they just them? huh you ever liked Anne berlin I mean, you look like you're in the band, so yeah. I, they're very handsome. They have a good voice, but it's not. not yeah, my I'm the thing. same way. I never really got into. Them. We bonded on them before. I never yeah. got into them either. I'm, I'm on. They all have that Chase Hitler Youth haircut, like you know. And Matt does look like he would be in Amberlin. Yeah. Yep. Have you heard? Well, their new EP is pretty shitty. If you've heard, I that haven't one. actually. But uh, convinced or whatever the fuck it's called. Pretty. I would. I would. Uh, steer clear of that yeah i'll pass i'm all right man i was just looking this up on uh they have a they have a volume eight that came out in 2020 it's crazy yeah Yeah, like one two and three were 97 98 99 and uh that's funny i don't even think i've ever even seen these oh craig's brother was another one The Huntingtons, the Supertones. That's what's funny about like Living Christian sacrifice. labels like this is like they <laughs> yeah. reach into so many genres, and I think yeah. it's like almost like a detraction because instead of like having a sound, like their identifying thing is Jesus. You know what I mean? And that's like a weird thing. Yep. To build a label around, as far as like developing a a consistent sound, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah the only the only argument I have in their defense is that like Zayo literally, I I think I picked that up because of MXPX. And then I heard yeah. Zayo and I was like, what is no, this? It's awesome. It's and, an awesome thing. And that like made me fall in love with heavy music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, but I don't, I, I didn't mean that to be like as much of a detraction as more of, it's just like, it's weird for a label. I think it's hard to do as a yeah, label. It's hard yeah, as a for label sure. to survive. I, I think, I don't think it's a good no, business no, no, model. No. <laughs> Although it, it, it does have a built in, you know, like, um, demographic so like i remember uh yeah that's true mark's mom or something like finding out that they were getting into like more aggressive music and somehow they found out that it was a christian label doing stuff like that so like they bought like they got it as a gift or something because of that reason it was like you're allowed to listen to this one (laughs) you know like that type of thing (laughs) yeah so i mean that happened i mean i could i made that argument a lot with my my mom as well like you know she hear something that and she'd be like worried about me and i'm like it's okay mom they're a christian band (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny yeah oh all right matt my turn now shit i'm looking up stuff right now matt's got nothing i can keep talking oh i i got one here um okay my next pick is gonna be from bat records from 1999 Life in the Fat. Oh Night. yeah. All right. Music Volume Four. I feel like this one had this one introduced me to some bands that I still listen to now, uh, including Strung Out. Which number was it? Four, you said. Volume right. Four, yeah. Lad uh, that had Lagwagon May Sixteenth on it. Yeah, that was a good uh, one. I know. It's, yes. Yeah. 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 Maybe I don't listen to the Atari's now, but th- that did have San Dimas High School football rules, mm. which that made me look into fucking the Atari's. They were hot in the minute. But you fuck the Atari's. You damn right. <laughs> <I didn't listen laughs> <to them. laughs> that is a good one. That's funny. That I had cool. um, number three on my list because I remember listening to Physical Fatness a lot. 
Yeah, I had that on here too. That was an honorable mention. And that would have been my pick, but damn, I forgot how good fucking four was. Yeah, like I think that introduced me to that good riddance. Yeah. Um, who else is Avail. on here? Yeah, no use for a name, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mad Caddies. <laughs> yeah, that's like those bands that like you a, a good song of the comp, but then the more you look into it, it's like yeah, maybe yeah, 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 I know what you mean. But yeah, definitely Lagwagon, Strung Out, still one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but they did have some bangers. At yeah, the that's fucking that that Atari's track was so good. Yeah, that was. It's, the Atari's are such a weird band. Like, I feel like they get passed off as just like a generic pop punk band, and then they had that Boys of Summer cover that got big. But they oh, had yeah. some. That's like all they're known. They had right a now. bit of an edge to them. Like they had some songs that were a little heavier, a little bit more aggressive, and like. The dude like yelled a little bit, like not in like a cheesy like fad chasing way, but just like in like a like a very honest way, like kind of a little head of the curve. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like they get they get written off more so than they should. Yeah, because I feel like they're kind of chick. That's what I mean, but they're not. Yeah, you know a I mean? lot That's of a lot of girls that mm-hmm. uh, they would just yeah they loved. The Ataris, so I feel like, but I was that so way about, to, like, I didn't listen to fan. Taking Back Sunday until I was, like, an adult, because I was like, oh, they're a chick man, but I yeah. think they're good, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's the thing, like, I don't think... <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand Taking Back Sunday nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't think they were so much that, and that's what I think I mean, like, they get kind of written off as that, but I don't think they really were, or, like, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have been. No, not in the beginning. Right, I agree with yeah. that. They just struck a nerve with the yeah. females. And it might have been yeah. that song, because that song was kind of like a thing. Like, I knew a lot of girls that liked that song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Movie Life almost got that the Movie same Life rep. did almost get that same rep. But then that one fucking pain, uh, when that pen train station. Yeah, it got a little out, darker. Like that, that made them a little uh, warm. <laughs> <laughs> Beefed them up a little bit. They put, a, they put, put some hair on their nutsack. Yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> we know Chick Band. Which is funnier because like their older stuff was way more raw and not girl friendly yeah. at all. I feel like it was just that cover album, like the cover art for the first one with the fucking the red yeah, and black I think, stars. Like that and I think some a, of it's like lyric content because I think uh, like 40, train, 40 hour train to pen is a little bit darker lyrically. It's not so much mm-hmm. relationshipy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Four is good. I, I would have went with three. Just because I, I remember, like, that All of Me, um, no effects track that opens it. Like, I, I didn't mm-hmm. know that was a cover for a long time. It's a cover of, like, the song All of Me, and the, the no effects is all of, like, the food. But uh, I was just like, this is a great song. Why isn't it on any of their albums? And then come to find out it was just a cover song that they probably recorded during a session and didn't put on an album because they didn't want a cover track on it. But <laughs> it also had the um, B-side from Lagwagon that Raise a Family song. That's a great song. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Strung Out, Ultimate Devotion. Like, I think three was probably like my introduction to a lot of fat bands outside of like the big hitters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's how four was for me. Like, I think Strung Out, I think that's the first time I heard Strung Out was on three. Um, high Standard, same way. Um, Swing and Utters. Like, I never really got into No Use for a Name. I don't know. Like, I kind of respect what they do, but I just wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of hits, but it's like yeah. I don't really want to get too much. Get too- they're, they're one of those bands that I've heard almost exclusively on yeah. comps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
And then there's the Propagandi song, but I feel like I had heard Propagandi before that because of like the hockey ties. So like that kind of, there's that Jesus saves Gretzky scores song that kind of infiltrated like mm. our hockey circle. And we're like, this is dope. There's a punk band. They got a mention of Gretzky. That's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're talking yeah. right to us. It was like my world's colliding. It was, you know, it was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so, but there's a couple bands where, you know, that I definitely got turned into them. Like that 88 Fingers Louis song that got me onto them. Even Bracket. Like mm-hmm. I messed around with Bracket a little while. I like that band. They were kind of like the weird. That was probably like a skip. They were like, they were always like the weird, like kind of slower emo ish band on Fat. Like they, they felt like they never fit, but. They fit the sentence? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny Screech and Weasel I can never sing that band there's a couple there's like one or two albums of that band that I really enjoy and then the rest of like they just have so much stuff it's like good bad whatever it's just a lot of it mm-hmm. anyway it's like a, a show that you know has a lot yes. of seasons and you don't want to start mm-hmm. because of that you're like you know there's going to be some down seasons yeah, it's like I don't know about all that time. <laughs> That's an that investment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Four was a good one though. That's that's a good pick. That's one I fucking I forgot about. Yeah, I was never a huge fat records fan. I think just because of no effects. Like I don't know what it was about them, but they would have a song or two that I liked, but the more I listened to them, the more I didn't care. Yeah, for no them. effects goes in waves. Like they So I feel like they I feel like they put a bad taste in my mouth for I could see that. Records. I could totally see that. Like, if it wasn't for Lagwagon, I wouldn't care about St- that record company at all. Strung out much? For Lagwagon. Strung out. Was strung, was strung Every out album Rex? they've released has been on Fat Rick. <laughs> <But I'm retarded. laughs> there's a great... I always thought of them as something else. There's a great story about how they got signed to Fat. The bass... Really? No, maybe the guitar player... One of the guitarists, bass guitar, regular guitar, um, was working for his dad. They did like a fucking like flooring business of like carpeting or something. And mm-hmm. they saw Fat Mike. They played with No Effects, and they're like, "Hey, you should sign us. You should put our album." Blah blah. blah. And he was like, ah, "I don't know. It's just like it's still kind of low, and you guys are a little bit more metal than like the rest of the the bands that I'm building." And blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Dude, if you put out our album." We'll fucking recarpet your whole house for free. And, and <laughs> Fat Mike was like, all right, you got a deal. And that's literally what got them signed. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. On, the, um, on that Fat Records documentary, um, I think it's called A Fat Wreck. Um, highly recommend that. But I think it's the singer. I think Jason tells that story and it's fucking hilarious. It's such a great story. Like there's more to it yeah. than that. But, you know, but anyways, it's. Highly recommend it. That that documentary. Funny. I should know that with my favorite band of all time. That's why I was I kept <laughs> saying that. I was like, wait, you're missing a very important band here, Matt. Nah, yeah, I'm very uh, surface level when it comes to music here. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Alright, I guess we're back to me. My first the two first two row. on my list were short music and punkorama too. So yeah, sure. uh, punkorama's out. Did not think I'd Life in the anyone. Fat Lane is out, or Physical Fatness is the one that I had, but that's out because we talked about it. Alright. I'm gonna go with shit. There's like three here that I could really 
I could really get down on. I don't know which one to pick. I was hoping one of them would be gone so I wouldn't have to pick one. Um, <laughs> fuck. This is really tough. Alright, I'm gonna go with Nitro Records. I feel like Nitro is like the red-headed stepchild of punk labels from that era. And I loved Nitro <laughs> so much. They didn't put out put out a lot of comps in general, did uh, they? No, but they, and they're we- they always did weird ones because like they were never like really thought out to like they didn't have a theme like there wasn't a punkorama or like Fat no. Records had Fat worked into all the names. You know what I mean? Like they didn't do that. They didn't, right. think, which is stupid because Nitro they could have easily done that. You know, that's a yeah. cool word. They should have worked that in there. But uh, anyways, they didn't. So my I'm gonna go with Deep Thoughts. It was uh, Nitro, came out in 98. This was my introduction, not my introduction, but this is the, the album that made me fall in love with AFI. Or it had a couple tracks on okay. it that made me fall in love with AFI. Because um, I, I think I had heard AFI on some other ones when like tracks off of Very Proud of You. Like that one, there's a video of them doing the Reservoir Dogs fucking thing where he's like in the fucking trunk mm-hmm. or something like that. And anyways. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that shit. That no trust. I got that bacon. That song. Anyways, <laughs> that talk shit. Yeah, you I know, know the one. Talk shit to my friends and thinking, no, okay, back to me. Anyways, off of very proud of you. That's when AFA was but, good. Uh, so this yeah. one had a single second, which was off of uh, "Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes," which is an album that I feel like had a huge impact on my musical direction. I feel like that was the first. Ooh quote-unquote hardcore album that i listened to and i do think that's a hardcore album um it was heavy it was mean it was fucking just aggressive as hell those guitar tones i fucking love them anyways but uh this had that track on it um it had the vandals on it cafe 405 um gutter mouth jughead's revenge what had wonder had a couple of older offspring tracks that were like um more of their punk stuff uh yeah and a couple of, i think there's like i think it was showcasing every band on nitro which at the time was probably only like eight bands seven or eight bands yeah they but they did so. like i think like two or three songs each for all of them usually off of like different mm-hmm. albums which was kind of cool because then you'd get like like there was a single second and then there was um like other tracks from other al- afi albums so it was cool but uh yeah Mostly for the AFI thing, because I, I do think that's, that was like a, a change in what I enjoyed about music. Like it took me from like that skate punk era into something that was a little heavier and led me down that road of, you know, discovering even more heavier bands and actually like enjoying it rather than being like, this dude's just fucking yelling. Why? Why is he just yelling? I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Which there was like some of that hardcore punk type of shit that was around and i was just like yeah i don't i don't dig it but afi was the one that helped bridge that for me and get me there so Mm -hmm. there's that funny the only the only nitro comp i have on my list is the go ahead make my day yeah that's uh i have that on my list as well because i think that's the one that had the other um that's probably the one that that's probably where i first heard afi he who lasts last that's the song he who lasts last yep i'm very proud of you so that's yeah, that's funny. I didn't 
like what you're saying earlier with uh, Nitro, they only had a handful of bands. I didn't notice that most of their comps were like yep. two or song, yeah. two or three songs from each were, band. It's funny because it was Dexter Holland from the Offsprings. It was his label, and yeah, yeah, he already knew of him, of course, because of all yeah, the yeah, yeah. So he shit. had some money, started this label, and it was good. Like, but for a long time, like it was always like a smaller label. Like they only had a stable of at most like ten or so bands, and um, even like in their hate, like. Nitro, fuck, dude, they they put out so like Wilhelm Scream got their start, like they were like the first, that was like their record label in the beginning. Yeah, that's um, that much the same band, Crime and Stereo released an album or two on it. Like, there's so many bands that I still love to this day that were on Nitro and got their start on Nitro. That was like, yeah, that was yeah. Like their launch pad. And it's just like, I feel like me and Dexter are on a, a similar wavelength of bands that we enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, is that yeah, that go ahead punk that definitely introduced me like the yep. Vandals AFI Guttermouth yep. for a hot minute. Guttermouth was always fun. Like I never really enjoyed that band too much, but they were always like fun. Like in this type of setting, like yeah, they're almost yes. like a gimmick. Like band. I can't take a whole album. Like it was like very yeah. jokey songs, but yeah, those small doses. But, uh, but a track every now and again on a, on a comp, I could I could I could mess around with Guttermouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about the Vandals, oh, too. They got a great Christmas album. I, I disagree with that on the Vandals. I can listen to Vandals all goddamn day. <laughs> I just pretty much listen to them on That's comps and, and that Christmas album. Fucking the uh, Live Fast Diarrhea and Hitler Bad Vandal Good are like yeah. fucking creme de la creme albums. Like They're just like perfect albums to me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe not. So, Live Fast Diarrhea has like one song that I could probably do without, but Hitler Bad Vandal's Good is like fucking perfection. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's that. Nitro. All right. So, I'm going to go. Fuck. All right. I'm going to go with another one that kind of changed my musical direction rather than one that I think had a bigger impression on me at that time. Like it brought in some stuff, but, anyways. All right, so I'm going to go with this. It actually came out in the year 2000. So this might be one of like the last one of the last few comps that I remember buying. Mhm. So it's um called Sweet Deal. That's the name of it. The Initial and Eulogy Sampler. Man, that maybe that's why it might have been a free fucking sampler album. <laughs> Uh, okay. Makes, yeah, so never heard this of that is it came out in 2000. This was my introduction to Boyce It's Fire. It had tracks off of or had a track off of um their In Chrysalis album. So it came out in between the day the sun went out but before um after after the eulogy. So it was like a little EP that came in in there. So I heard that and I was like what is this? I fucking like this. And then um and other bands that this like kind of broadened me out. This is like so AFI hit I got really into that, started getting into like a little bit more heavier hardcore type of stuff. And then this kind of branched me out mm-hmm. into that like post hardcore, also doing some other <laughs> hardcore type of shit, just like that experimental type of shit. Like um, Christensen was on this album, um, Forever in a Day, Falling Forward, Glass Eater, Ink and Dagger. This is also my introduction to the Jazz June with the Medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is the first time, I don't, that, that might not be true. The Movie Life had a track on this, but I think I might have heard them before this timeline's a little funky but i think that's right i think probably i heard them in 99 or so this day forward was on here um 12 tribes um unearth i fucking love this unearth track it was my desire is off of like their first um 
like one of their first albums. And I was just like, that kind of blew my mind. I had never heard like a complete mash. It sounded like Metallica, but like with a fucking punk feel to it. And I was like, what is this? I like it so much. Like it was like everything that I enjoyed. And then it sucks. Cause like Unearth just got more metal and more metal and they lost kind of that hardcore roots that they had in those like early albums. So like after that yeah. first album or so, I just never really got into Unearth much, but, um, I just remember hearing that. I was like, what the fuck is this? I like this. Um, there's a walls of Jericho track on this. So it was like, again, it was like this weird mashup of like kind of post hardcore kind of emo. Cause jazz June was on there and, weird artsy shit like ink and dagger and glass eater so it was just like um in the movie life too so silent majority was on this that was that was when i first heard of silent majority as well so there's just a elliot elliot damn i'm looking at this track list and like fuck this is probably where i heard of elliot too <laughs> um so it's just like so many bands that i feel like really broadened my horizon of music at that time and and i think it paid off because it was like shit that like mercury and sky was getting like i think this CD and a couple other ones that kind of came out in like late 99, 2000 that really kind of sent, because I mean, that was what it was. Like we got into this and everyone within our group started to listen to it. So I mean, like uh, that really forged like a path for Mercury Sky and what we were doing with Third Man In and stuff too. So it's just interesting to, to look back and be like, yeah, this is a very important album that got thrown into our mess. What was the it's name called of it again? Sweet Deal. Exclamation point. <laughs> the initial and eulogy sampler. I'll send you the discog for it in the Skype chat <laughs> if you want. Yeah, it had to be a mail in one. I don't yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how relax. I got it, but I, it's funny because like a couple years ago, I was like trying to think. And I think it was around the time when I had the idea to do a comp for this fucking podcast. And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun one. And I was like thinking about comps just in the back of my head. I was like, dude, there was that one with mm-hmm. Boyce It's Fire. It was the first track. And that's all I remembered it. And I was like, it had Boyce It's Fire and Jazz June. And I was like, could not remember for the life of me what it was called, what the fuck record label it was on. I was like, and then eventually I tracked it down and I think I wrote it down somewhere. And I was like, fuck yeah. Only 7.1 cents <laughs> so per minute. Maybe they did sell it, but I think I, it might have been one of those like tossing things or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it looks familiar. Yeah, but it, was a, it was a fucking it reminds me of bizarre else. ass comp, dude. Yeah. But like I said, it was so many bands that ended up like really changing the trajectory of music that I listened to. King for a day. Yeah. I never got into Keepsake, but I remember that band. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, so that's that, hmm. and I think that's that's it for me. I have a couple more that I wish we had more picks because oh, I know we can we can, we can know. you know that's we can go I'm around the horn one more, more time, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll go we'll go around until Matt two. has no more picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right I Matt. like this. Was this my? This, this is your last, last one. one. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, yeah. it might be your second to last one. I, I have some honorable mentions, but again, it's like uh, once Punkorama's off the charts, then you can't listen anymore. But I'm gonna go. This this wasn't the last one I've ever bought, but it's getting close to it. This came out in August first, two thousand. 
from Fearless Records. Mm. Punk goes oh, metal. Yeah. yeah. I had Punk goes 80s at first. I think that's the very last one I've ever bought for a comp record. But I think this was at the heyday of yep. cover songs. And they had quite a few good ones on here. They had uh, Strung Out with Bark at the Moon. Fucking Atari's I Remember You. Dynamite Boy of TNT. Swindle. With, I never even listened to Swindle before, but that Youth Gone Wild is a fucking pretty mm-hmm. good cover song. A Diesel Boy of Looks and Kill. I, I, I feel like this one's just an easy yeah, go-to one. Because you've heard of all these fucking songs, yeah. So it's like it's fun to hear what their version mm-hmm. of it would be here, because sometimes they would do like a acoustic mm-hmm. almost kind of thing, or go a little slower with it. So that was always fun. But then you always want like their fucking hard rocking version of it. I forgot that the fucking uh, Aquabats had a track on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the last one. I remember that Death by Stereo so one being one. like, "Oh, that's gonna be sick," and then it was like a fucking lame ass fucking like ballad song. Yeah, it was like, I was a like fuck this shit. song kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's funny yeah that, that strung out one was tight I feel like that's what uh, this one kind of introduced mm. me to Diesel Boy that was a fun one. like our expandants that was a ripping cover <laughs> yeah Typical. that's right damn I want to listen to that song now <laughs> Big Wig I remember, well maybe I have listened to Big Wig you probably heard them yeah here and there comps and stuff from yeah exactly Link 80 yeah, that was a man, I love Link 80. I always freak, like get mixed up between Diesel Boy and Dynamite Boy. It's like, that's too close. Yeah, they're the boys. And then there was that weird fucking band, Dynamite Hack. Remember that band? They covered like Boys in the Hood song, and that was uh-uh. like their claim to fame. Eh, the boys in the it. Hood make all the noise. <laughs> yeah, those are... I think punk goes dot dot dot. I think that's the, the most uh, comps. That that's what I was out. gonna say. And and this that's was the first not one. Yeah, it was label yeah. specific, right? Yeah, punk goes was the first. I was gonna one. say. I feel like the metal one was cool. The pop one was cool, and then everything after that was just fucking lame. It was just like maybe it was just like I was too old for it. I don't know. <laughs> just like yeah, they put out nineteen Jesus. fucking comps, but it's you know punk goes acoustic yeah. two three. Punk goes pop two three. The most is punk. Well, that's because it's it's easy. Like you just pick hit songs from the past two years and cover them. And all of those have like one or two good Mm -hmm. songs on them. Mm -hmm. Like they need to make, or I'll just make my own playlist of like the good exactly covers. (laughs) They just turned into the now. That's what I call music for our generation. Yeah, I feel like after the nineties one the gimmick kind of wore off because at that point you're talking about like recent yeah. year songs. And if those don't like, that's what was kind of cool about punk goes eighties is that it had those built in mm. classics that everyone knew <laughs> versus like punk goes yeah. pop. It's like, I'm not keeping up with Taylor Swift. Why do I give a shit about this new Taylor yeah. Swift song that you're covering? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I heard that song in target once. Yeah. That's fun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, and you're never gonna you're never gonna outdo Children of Bodom doing "Hit Me Baby" one more time anyway. So like, why bother? Children of Bodom. Should they have a punk goes yeah. crunk? No, I not know that one. Jesus. No, Pass. miss me with that shit. <laughs> that was 2000. They put out a punk goes Christmas. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I see that. What's punk goes X? Like, oh, it's a between the Vandals Christmas album and the Bad Religion Christmas yeah. album, you really don't need much else. 
August Burns Red. They've got, you know, there's this good instrumental. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's funny. The Aquabat song that they cover in Punk Goes Metal was actually an original song by a fictitious band called Leather Pirate. <laughs> so, so, so it was just like them playing a metal song that they wrote and calling it a cover song. A metal great. version of their song. <laughs> God, I love the Aquabats. Another pirate. Awesome. Oh, man. All right. All right. Um, all right. This one, uh, I, I remember listening to this album or this compilation. I guess it's an album. Um, quite a bit looking back at it. It's, uh, I don't know how influential it was to me, but it was like maybe other than Punkarama, probably the first one that popped into my head. And so I think just at the time I had to have been listening to it a ton. And, uh, and I know at least a couple of these bands, this was my introduction to them. And that is the vagrant five years Mm -hmm. on the streets released in 1998. Um, it's got face to face. That was, I believe where I heard them. It had a couple blink 182 tracks. I had already, I was familiar with them obviously. And MXPX was on there with, they both had covers, uh, goody two shoes by unwritten law. Um, which that's kind of a weird, I didn't think about that till now, but blink 182 did dancing with myself. Um, MXPX did blue moon. And I think the hippos uh, hippos are on there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Both of theirs were originals, but they covered, um, I walk along these, uh, used to walk along What's the name of that song. Um, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Always something there to remind uh, okay. that song. Um, anyway, but, um, probably my, I've got a, yeah. no motive. Like I love that band, yeah. at least that album. And I still, I literally just talked about this, uh, nostalgia song, uh, like last week. <laughs> and, um, Anytime I'm feeling nostalgic, I go back and listen to nostalgia because it's yeah. like, it's just, it's such a, it's kind of dumb and like a little on the nose, yeah, but you. like, mm-hmm. uh, it always makes this me is, feel yeah. good. It's funny. I didn't know, I didn't hear about No Motive until all you guys came back from a concert in high school with a No Motive t-shirt. Like, what the fuck is this? You guys fucking love them all of a sudden? This is where, this is where we you, found out about Brian, No Motive. And... I remember that So What song. I think Mark had this comp. I think Mark yeah. had this, and I'll just be like, yeah. "Dude, that's so, so what song what? is fucking a jam." Yeah, it rips. <laughs> Good, you know. I'm. I never saw them live, and uh, I bet that one be a banger live. Mm-hmm. Be a fun one. But I think all of these, like, they're not. None of them really stuck out to me. Otherwise, like, I ended up listening to several of these bands, but this one. <laughs> definitely just kind of forming or exposing me to different sounds in the in the punk punk rock genre oh show um yeah hell yeah and they they had (laughs) i think they did a couple another year on the streets i don't know how many run i know i had an i think it was called another year on the streets um that was they did three cops okay 2004 was the last one all right, let's do a bonus round. 
which yeah, is not Chase. Let's do it. I don't have a bonus. <laughs> um, all right. Well, just because I have it queued up, I was I was debating on this one. Uh, where'd it go? Um, it's the Equal Vision label sampler, 50th edition from 2000, uh, featuring such bands as Saves the Day, Snapcase, Bane, Trial, Converge, Refused, H2O. That's a weird uh, mix of bands. They like not all of those it, were on. It Equal is a Vision. weird. Mi- <laughs> Uh, that's what I thought, and I don't know if it's because it was because most of their samplers were like they'd be like five songs. Yeah, they'd have yeah, like yeah. a spring sampler or a fall sampler, and so being the fiftieth, and but I remember having this one in particular, and potentially where I heard, I feel like I knew about Snapcase before that, but they actually just uh, I saw um, oh, and Transmission was released twenty years ago today by Snapcase. Maui, wow. Maui. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Bane, can, can we start again? Start trial, great, great band. Trial, trial always reminded me of Faded Gray. Yeah, I can like, see that. For a long time, I kind of confused those two. Do you, you ever listen to Dag Nasty? Um, All right. Yeah, I, a little bit. I never bit. made that connection until I heard them and I was like, dude, this is. Totally where Shay learned how to play guitar was listening to fucking Dag Nasty Records. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that they were <clears throat> one of the Equal Vision rec- or comps that I had was it like it felt like a Dag Nasty feature, but it had a couple other bands on there, I think. Um, but I, for some reason, I feel like the label or the cover just mm-hmm. said Dag Nasty. But. Anyway, um, yeah, there were, oh shit, well, I forgot that those first two Saves the Day albums were on Equal Vision. I always, I thought that yeah. through being cool was on Vagrant. I knew that Can't Slow Down was, but when it said Shoulder to the Wheel, I was like, that was fucking, that wasn't fucking Equal Vision, but it was. Yeah, crazy. The yeah. rest of that all makes sense, but I don't know why the Refuse was, because they were on like Victory, and then, I don't I don't think they. That's what I and thought. Then, and yeah. I, that's weird. Maybe it was just like a. That's random another song. one that I was Maybe trying was to find like a, a single. And that's. Do you remember the victory samplers? Were they all? Yeah, short I don't think ones? they ever had like a series. I think those were like mostly free ones that they just fucking put out. Yeah, but I know I have like a couple. They all have that yeah, bulldog on it, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. the record logo. Yeah. I have one victory one on my list. I never had a victory one. All right. Um, well, I have nothing else. I <laughs> mentioned all of them. <laughs> all my honorable mentions we've already talked about. <laughs> you got nothing, Matt? Just make something up. Skip. No, your, I got nothing else. Second, I, can give, the, I can give you one. Give, do like a, do like a, uh, what's on, your let second? Me, let me look at my list. I'll, I can show Chase my list. That's the go ahead punk that made day. This will, Physical Fitness, Bat Music Volume 3, Go Ahead, or Punk Goes Pop, Metal, all that shit, and Punkorama 3 through 6. We've already talked about it. <laughs> I got nothing else. What about, what about Hopelessly <laughs> Devoted right. to You, Matt? Yeah, Hopelessly Devoted. Oh. Those were... Doesn't ring a bell. I know of Hopeless Records, but yeah. again, I feel like I've only... I only 
bought so okay. many comps and then i just started doing my own shit i started looking at bands that i liked off those didn't deep dive too All much right, i'm into putting other i'm bands. putting go ahead punk make my day on your for your pit number 11 pick man <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> that was i guess that would be my yeah. intro to like nitro and it is technically a different series at least it's not punkorama volume yeah yeah All right, we already talked about that so we'll move on all right, my next one is the one that I was having trouble uh, whittling down. It's um, it's a random CD. I also got a hot topic called uh, Punk Uprisings Volume Two. I think this was literally on like clearance. It was super cheap. It had it's got thirty nine tracks, and I'm pretty sure I did not pay more than three or four dollars for this new. Um, I'll take back my uh, hearing the bouncing souls earlier because this came out in ninety seven. And the first track is Bouncing Soul, so I probably heard them here. But this had, like, a crazy amount of, like, really heavy, like, hardcore, kind of fast punk stuff mixed with some poppy stuff. And it was just, like, I literally bought it because it was cheap. I was like, fuck it, 39 tracks is bound to be something that I like, you know what I mean? And there was. Mm-hmm. It's in it alphabetical, alphabetical order, order, too. And there, well, except for the Bouncing Souls, <laughs> but I think it's only because Punk Uprising's theme song was the first track. So it was like, it was like a yeah. goofy ass song. And that's probably why I didn't give him, them that band too much attention at that point, because it was like a dumb song. Anyways, 97A is just like a crazy ass thrash heavy band, like punk band against all authority. I'd, I think I'd heard them somewhere else, but Great. different song. This is where I got introduced to Ann Beretta, <laughs> which I really enjoyed that band. Uh, Anti-Flag. This might be the first time I actually heard Anti-Flag. Indie sucks. Emo sucks. sucks. Hardline sucks. Great song. Adam and his package. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love Adam and his package. I I probably, until they were on one of mine, and, um, it, yeah, them and, like, Mm. Reggie and the Full Effect were, like, just something goofy about both those bands that Mm. I... It wasn't goofy in like the ska way, the way, yeah, the way that ska I, bands were. It was just silly. It was like a different thing. Yeah. It's like an Aquabats kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. That's what, that's what I put like me first in the gimmick. A little bit. Yeah, a little gimmicky. Too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember like that, that. It was that fighting the mold in the bowl with my P track. Um, oh, but yeah. I remember that. The Bruisers, which was the, I think that was the, the original, the guy who took over singing for Dropkick Murphys. He was from that band. <laughs> Okay. Um, who else going down this? Ensign, H2O. Uh, there was a lot of shit songs on this, but there was um like real fucking keepers in my eyes, like just straight edge type of punk stuff. Luna the Luna This is my introduction to Lifetime, and that is why I wanted it was uh it was a pull of should this be my third pick because I love Lifetime, and uh yeah this is that it had. It's made me want, I think uh, we, me and Dave listened to this. It's funny. I was talking to Dave. I was like, hey, we're ran- I told him that we were doing this. And he was like, he's like the first two that come to mind are the short music one. And then that punk uprisings one. I was like, dude, those are literally like two that are on my list. And he was like, I still, I still <laughs> have that CD, <laughs> the punk uprisings one. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. Cause I think it was my CD. And I think I gave it to him when he moved out with his dad. Because he didn't have much CDs, he wanted to listen to something, and it just had a bunch of random shit on it. So I think he took that. Snapcase was on here. Time flies. Yeah, yeah. Just like I said, like a lot of random shit, and I would say over half of it sucked ass, but it was still like a 
good introduction to a couple of bands that I really enjoyed, like Amberetta and mm-hmm. Amberetta like and uh, Lifetime for sure. Nice. Like the whole point of those comps, yep. as long as you get something out of it, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, one's yep. a win. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna just rattle some off, and then uh, okay. we'll just end this thing eventually. All right, overexposed. I don't. I don't know who put this out, but it was like the late '90s. This thing had some cool stuff on it. I'm just gonna bring it up because I feel like it was on here for a reason. Oh, this is the first time I heard Hot Water Music. This came out. I don't even know when, but it had rooftops. It was funny because I was like, there was a comp that had rooftops on it, and that's how I heard. A re- like I remember that, but I could not remember. This is the only comp album that had rooftops on. No, there, I take that back. There was one. There was one other one. I was like, it was definitely not that one. And then I, then I found this one. I was like, this is the one. So it also had Dillinger Escape Plan on it and this band Gray Area that I really enjoyed. Um, and a bunch of like hardcore bands. And Beretta was on this one as well. Um, Rivers. Uh, What's it called? Overexposed. It was put out by Go-Kart Records. Okay. There's, I'm still searching for this one. And I, I know it had a Dillinger Escape Plan song Maybe it's on this, it. Because this I had believe. a bunch of random weird cool shit on it. It was... But uh, yeah, I had the dwarves, Drowning Man. I think this is also my introduction to Drowning Man. Uh, of all bands, there's a mustard plug track on here. River City High, The okay. Explosion, Flogging Molly, Reach the Sky. Again, this was something that had like 30 tracks on it. So, uh, yeah. another Punk Uprisings presents, and I think I bought this because of the other Punk Uprisings one that I have. I was like, well, that one led me to some cool bands. Let's check this one out. Uh, this one also had uh, Amberetta and a flag. Uh, this had a Death by Stereo track, which I had seen Death by Stereo live, but this is the first time I'd heard them recorded. So that was fun. Game Face, Good Clean Fun, another Gray Area track, H2O. This had Saves a Day, Shoulder to the Wheel, but it was like a demo version of it. And it sounded like fucking shit. And I hated this band because of that. I was like, this sounds terrible. I don't even want to listen to this band. And then I remember like the new album came out and Jordan or someone, someone was like, Oh, like this band, this hella good. And I was like, dude, I hate that song. And then eventually it won me over. Cause <laughs> that's how bad this song sounded. It was just so bad. Yeah. It, it had to be like a demo. It was just like, it was just a weird anyways, but uh, glad, glad they turned it around and got a good recording. <laughs> Finally yeah. made something of the sales. But uh, that was a fun one. Um, Hopelessly Devoted to You 2. That one I mostly remember because it had that Walked Like an Egyptian cover track at the end. But it had some good stuff. Yeah. There's Dillinger 4 on there. I like that. that. 88 Fingers Louie. Couple track of them. Um, against Authority again. The, the Walk Like an Egyptian song was cool because like a whole bunch of bands from Hopeless did like vocal parts so it was like the dude from against authority and then it was like another dude singing and it was like just kind of fun uh here's a free one that i remember getting it like sound barriers called hello wisconsin drive through records this is where i first heard of midtown and um this had this is i think where i listened no maybe not because this had a couple movie life tracks on it you found glory um go ahead punk make my day that was on our cinema beer nuts remember that series Here's that one. Yeah, it sounds familiar. That was a good oh, yeah. one. That had the Vandal. There was another hopeless one. So it had like Vandals, MXPX, okay. Mustard Plug. This had a Lesson Jake. 
This had Ignite on it, which was interesting because I, this might be what got me into Ignite outside of, I remember getting a cassette with that fucking who sold out now and that living in a gutter, that where are we, where are we now? <laughs> that song. You know that song. <laughs> oh yeah. Where you said, we thought he said living in the ghetto <laughs> for a now. long time, but he says gutter. It's like this dude's <laughs> singing about living in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like an Eric Carver, Carver Link song. eighty. That that was a great song. Verbal Kent. Anyways, so that was a fun one. Um, physical fatness, and then the last one I had is that the summer sampler from fucking Victory. And I just remember this because I remember uh, Thursday and River City Grade. This just had a, a bunch of good fucking Victory bands on it. Catch twenty two. I think that's the first time I heard Catch twenty two, who then became. The shirt I'm wearing, Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. You got any more? Um, Chase, I've Chase got Mom. two or three. Um, Shoot. I've just found. You the, found the one, your white whale? <laughs> it's not as exciting. I, I've been looking up, I swore it was a doghouse record sampler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I remember a doghouse sampler. Yeah, and I, I looked up a bunch of them, and I knew it was later. It was like my senior year, which would have been 2001 or 2002. And, um, but it had just a bunch of bands that I ended up listening to um, for, like, well, for the next few years or forever. But um, it was never coming up. And I, all I could remember was it was the one that I learned about Coheed and Cambria from. And so I looked up, you know, their first album was on Equal Vision. So I kept looking at all the Equal Vision samplers. And after that one I mentioned, the 50 year or whatever, they were yeah, all like yeah. short, like five track comps. And I knew this one had like 20 or something. So anyway, it was a Doghouse Records. I think it was released by Doghouse Records in 2002. Um, had Coheed and Cambria, The Hope Conspiracy. What's it called? Uh, it's just called Various Summer Sampler from 2002. Okay. Doghouse and Equal Vision. Um, I can shoot you the Discogs real quick. Nice. Um, but yeah, that uh, Armor for Sleep, Favez, uh, they had the song The Son of Steve McQueen. They're like a Swedish band or something. Uh, Time in Malta. As Friends Rust, The Rocking Horse Winner, uh, Converge, um, and Bane, River City High. Mm. Uh, but I just remember hearing that and uh, thinking that I thought that the, the singer of Goethe and Cambria was a girl. Like, <laughs> but she's hot. I feel like you got a lot of that. Yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I'm going to have to track that one. Yeah, well, yeah, dog, really, ha- like, Doghouse and Equal Vision team up. Yeah, most of those, the ones that I like in there, um, I still listen to. Like, I have I love a, As Friends Rust. That yeah, band me too. Won't that be band doesn't the first get enough time, fucking credit. Leave me in the dust. Yeah, there's one in here. I don't know if that's where I learned about the Hope Conspiracy, but um, down, down, do, 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 do. ended up getting really into that band for a little bit and didn't they turn into bars well the singer was in bars at least yeah 
And then like they, uh, they end up just being Hopecon. All, like they change your name just to Hopecon. Okay. Isn't all all pigs must die or something like some remnant of that band? Oh, that I don't know. Yeah. That I'm not sure of. Anyway, um, the other one I have. Oh yeah, Kevin Baker, the singer, is in All Pigs Must Die. Okay. Kevin Baker did some time too, so that probably had plays into that a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a weird connection there where I, uh, one of my friends here in the small town of Pinedale, Wyoming, um, <laughs> grew up like with those guys or something. And, mm-hmm. um, I think she had seen a post where I had like a Jane Doe shirt on or something. And she's like, um, just asking me about Converge and asked if I'd ever heard of Hope Conspiracy. And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm friends with all those guys. And I was like, no way. And she's like, can I suck their dicks? She was going to give me a bunch of, (laughs) a bunch of merch or something and never did. So he's such a great, he's got such a great, powerful voice. Oh yeah. Cold uh, Blue, Cold Blue was a very influential album for me. Like I remember, I don't remember how we found it. I remember Mark getting it from Soul Seek and then later buying it for me for Christmas that year. But like, I fucking love that album so much. Like it was like hardcore, but like in a way that I'd never really heard before. Like, it was fast, but it was like, like I love that his voice like kind of cracked a little bit. Like it wasn't so tough guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like it just sounded different, and it was especially from the time, like of the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Um, and even well, uh, uh, Death Knows Your Name. Like that mm-hmm. one was it was more refined, but like I think Austin and I, I don't remember if we got it together or something, but anyway, it. Uh, I just remember listening to that one like a ton that summer, mm-hmm. and uh, and so anyway, so good. That fucking that legs of glass song, Yo! yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that break. Yeah, that it is, is so powerful. Fucking shit. Yeah. God, I want to listen to that album now. Yeah. God, that was so good. I love that. Like that. It sounds so weird too. Like listening back, like it's such a time capsule album. Like, it doesn't sound great, but for some reason it just sounds so right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... Well, it's kind of like unearthing that way, I feel like. That, yeah, yeah. That early... Uh, yeah, where it just... It was a moment in time where everything yep. was just right. I remember, I remember <laughs> seeing them touring on Cold Blue. That was... I think when we talked about our favorite shows, that was at that time. They they went on tour with fucking Boyce It's Fire, Death by Stereo, and um, Sick of It All, I think was the headline. Um, but those other three bands, like, uh, fucking, um, Hope Conspiracy opened, and then Death by Stereo, and then Boyce It's Fire, and I was like, this is the best lineup, just stop right there, this is the best lineup I've seen, <laughs> like, that's top five, like, it's just such a great, it was, every band just fucking tore it up. That would have been awesome. It was amazing. I, I think I saw Sick of It All with Snapcase, and... Stretch Armstrong or something at like Jillian's. <laughs> it was sounds weird. Like, <laughs> sounds like my worst show. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've ever listened to any of them. <laughs> I know of them, but uh, I love Snapcase. I saw like Snapcase. A, I they, don't mind Snapcase. They opened for like face to face too at the. I don't remember if it was the Joint or House of Blues, one of those, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Newfound Glory. I like. I remember like the three opening bands. I was like really into, and then the headliner. I was like. Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny yeah 
Um, I think the only other one, I think most of the other ones I had were versions of labels we've talked about. Um, they're the only one that I remembered was, um, Asian man had a play on, I feel like those came out later. It was like Asian man music for Asian man people or something. Um, (laughs) it was just like the, Shit that wouldn't fly nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it was like the short music. Asian for man's short still people. around. Yeah. Like Mike Park, Are Mike they? Park runs that. Yeah, yeah. Mike Park yeah. runs that. Like he, they put out a couple of the early fucking Joyce Manor albums. Like he's still doing shit. Like he's still. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a real one, Mike Park. Yeah. Um. The other one I have is the uh, give him the boot comps. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I forgot some, about those. Uh, some good ska or whatever else. Uh variety the the first one i had the first one that came out in 2000 or not 2000 1997 that had rancid slackers mm-hmm. hepcat pie tasters voodoo glow skulls dropkick murphy's uh union 13 remember that yeah i do remember that's familiar they do like songs in spanish ever and they were so fast yep huh. <laughs> swinging others scatolites scatolites whatever f minus anyway um yeah for some I, oh, that's I, a good pick. I forgot about that. That was a good album or good. Yeah. Album. And, um, exposed me. I feel like to, like just the harder or the more aggressive style of like ska music. Yes. I feel like my introduction probably from the tooth and nail stuff was like the, the OC super tones that more yeah. like lighthearted or, or actually it's probably mighty, mighty Boston's. I was like one of the first concerts I ever went to. Me too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Yeah, we did. Um but, you know, just learning some of the more aggressive kind of ska bands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ska is such like a weird genre. Cuz you could it say is. you like ska, and it's like that doesn't really pinpoint anything. It's like, well, do you like like Suicide Machine ska or Aquabat ska or <laughs> Right. Or like mm-hmm. fucking like Catbite where it's like just super chill ska, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's its own fucking it's its own thing. It's like they I mean, make shit. up their own rules. Yeah, I mean, it predates fucking punk for the most part. Ska's been around fucking forever. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I think that there were there were some other ones, some um that I think I ran into later by either drive through or fueled by ramen or some some of those other labels, but I don't know if they were just like label samplers or something, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There Didn't was make a, an impression. There I was guess. like a a Midtown. It was like two bands. It was like Midtown, maybe Newfound Glory. It was like a free CD. It had like two songs each. And I remember that was I think the first time I actually heard Midtown. And I just remember like, dude, this is great. Yeah. They had that. God, I wish I could hate you for the rest of my like that was the opening track on the on the sampler. I was like, ooh, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's probably like an untold uh numerous little like three four track albums i was talking to matt about that earlier like the and i know i've mentioned it on the podcast before but um how i learned about thrice was i think it was like a three track thing they were just handing out at the door at cafe roma when mm-hmm. i saw chris caraba play <laughs> And uh, I think I was at that show. That's funny. Probably. (laughs) And I just grabbed this disc and put it in and yeah, heard something from, I guess, with the upcoming Identity Crisis album or something. Mm -hmm. And 
nice. picked that up and it lived in my truck for the year. Yep. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that was a thing too. It felt like, like we were all going to shows all the time at that point, And it does mm-hmm. seem like bands or labels or whatever would just have like three, four track. Yeah. Just like free CDs, free yeah. demos, free fucking yeah. whatever. Yep. It was like how stickers or buttons are, you know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, listen, because there was no internet. Like that's how, like yeah. if you wanted people to listen to music, you had to give it to them. Like at least yep. give them something. Yeah. And give them a taste. Yeah. Give them a little test, a little taste of the creech. A little something. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we need to fucking wrap it a, up. Stick a pin in this. It was a fun one. That and, was a fun uh, one. It was good. Yeah. It's, it's made me remember and go back and listen to a bunch of stuff I haven't listened to in years, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good memory lane episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, thanks All for, right. if you made it this far, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> They're here. It's a long one. All right. It's a doozy. Later, guys. <laughs> See ya. Bye. turnstile shirt you know what i hate about all these modern young bands all their merch is fucking not for me yeah (laughs) it's like their their art direction for merchandise is just like i am too old for that shit like even like uh like fiddlehead i went and saw them i don't know like the beginning uh like the end of uh it was still cold out so like spring maybe early spring late winter last year and uh, even their shirts, like they're a newer band, but they're older dudes. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? But I guess that's their clientele. Yeah. It's like, I would like to give you $25, but I don't want to wear any of these shirts because they look like ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy this one. I think Crystal bought this and gave it to me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't. That's cooler than the one that I have. And I'm like, I have a turnstile shirt and I would like to wear it more, but I'm just like, I feel weird in it. Yeah, they're also like, the, with all the 90s shit going like we've yeah we've progressed yep. beyond that and they're going exactly. back to like the beefy Haynes yes like box exactly it's mm-hmm. like have you not had like a bella American apparel fucking yeah sleep. or whatever like something <laughs> nice with like a tri-blend great yeah and it fits us fat dudes better you yeah. know yeah that that my the turnstile shirt i have fits me it's like a fucking 90s shirt and i'm like yeah. god damn it yeah i'm just gonna cut the sleeves off all of them. I have a couple citizen shirts that are like that. <laughs> like I should have, should have tried them on before I bought them. Yeah. Wait, can I, can I check the, the size on this? Yeah. Go to the bathroom real quick. Try it on. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. I swear. Especially cause their shirts are fucking expensive nowadays too. They are. Yeah. Sometimes like 30 bucks, 35 yeah, like, bucks. 30 is a cheap end now. 30 yeah. or 40. Yeah. Well, Fucking getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I know my nephews, like, I gave them a bunch of my clothes, and they're, <laughs> like, it feels like when we were in school, like middle <laughs> school, the way that they're dressing in high school right now. Yeah. Like, the it's silly. baggy jeans are back. And my wife and daughters are doing it too. I'm like, what are you guys, like, they're wearing, like, Carhartt 
jeans that are all ripped up and shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they they make better jeans now. Nope. Like <laughs> fashion like doesn't care. Cardboard. Yeah. 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 I don't, uh, I don't get it, but I don't either. We were guilty of the same shit though. Like with the fucking bell bottom jeans and yeah, but, but they I were never wore bell bottoms. I wore like, some, I did wear like the boot cut yeah. stuff for a little bit. No, I never, I never got into that. I, I mean, I wore somewhat baggy jeans, but I never wore Jinkos happily. You can oh, say yeah, I never did that. I had some Jinkos. My brother wore those. I never, <laughs> yeah, I never had the bell bottoms. Me, I did have a pair of corduroys. <laughs> <laughs> I had a ton of corduroys. I used to wear corduroys yeah. like crazy, like middle school. I had one pair of pants, but I had a couple pairs of corduroy shorts. Corduroy shorts were tight because they were like super light. Like, yeah. They were dope. They were dope shorts for the fucking desert. Yeah. I just wore Dickies all through high school and like shit. I got at Savers like polyester old man pants. <laughs> we, should, we should do a we should do an episode on the shittiest '90s trends that are making a comeback <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, we went. I haven't been to a mall in like a few years, and You're we not just, missing much. No, <laughs> but we, like swap meetings. I went into I think Zoomies. I took my son in there to look at longboards because he's been getting into skating and. uh it felt like, like a like I went back twenty years. Like there's just whale cords, like pipes, you know, like the big uh, Jesus, like the openings, the leg openings are as big as the waist, like twenty eight oh, inch man. openings or whatever, and like duffs and shit are back, like Osiris, really? yeah, like the puffy ass shoes. I bet someone just bought that shit up and was like bringing it back, like just bought the fucking <laughs> trademark or something. Yeah, that's yeah. wild though. That is wild. Motherfuckers. Airwalks. Is Airwalks back? I'm sure. Did they they ever leave? I remember like they they got sold to like pay less shoes for a while there. Yeah, that was like their their vans. Yeah. I think that was like their number one brand. Yeah, and then Payless folded. So they might, I don't know. That's interesting. I remember I had a pair of Airwalks. Yeah, I did too. It was like Airwalks and vans. I never had any other really types. Like skate shoes. I yeah. might have had a pair of Etnies. Yeah, I had Etnies, DBS, DCs. I never, like, I just wore Converse and Vans, and then my brother was a BMX kid, and he gave me a pair of, like, some Australian BMX company. I can't remember the name of it, but. That's funny. They were, like, the only shoes that were kind of like that that I had. Like, the puffy shoes, you know? Yeah. I had a pair of Vans that were, like, puffier. Not super puffy, but puffier. Yeah. I, I think they were Jeff, Jeff Raleigh shoes. Yeah. I had two, I remember having two pairs of Airwalks, but neither of them were like puffy. They were just like canvas. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I never had too many puffy shoes. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I also didn't really skate, so I didn't really have a need for them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I would like casually, but... Yeah, I was just never good, and I was too scared to, like, really try it. Same. Like, I, was always, I was always too timid. I was like, I don't want to break my fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> so I was with BMX. Yeah. Seeing, like, Kevin and shit do that stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah I think I was the same. Up. Yeah, I was the same way. I was like, I'll ride. I'll do, like, little jumps. I am not trying to do no fucking flip or yeah. <laughs> 360 or none of that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a fucking little hop over that gap. That's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at tabletop jumps. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, Kevin like posts videos every now and again on fucking Instagram, still ripping shit up. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're fucking crazy. Like bringing it back now. Yeah, that's um, 
me and Austin's buddy, he lives up in like Vancouver now. Uh, Nate, he he'll he still throws like backflips and on like concrete skate parks. He's forty or forty one. Pushing it. I'm Come like, on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> One wrong fall and you're done. Yeah. It's your life. Is he wearing a helmet at least? Yeah, he wears helmets. <laughs> helmets are finally cool now. But no, like, pads. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I used to... But I think that's just how we grew up. Like, we never had to wear them. They just weren't really around. But, like, now, like, our kids are starting to ride bikes and stuff. And I'm like, put your helmet on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also it's know like, a lot more about how oh, yeah. mushy no, so, our brains are. Yeah. And, like, like yeah. I I just bought my kid like full pat, like knees, elbows, wrists, uh, mm-hmm. ankles. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and, like if we're just skating in the parking lot, I won't make him wear his helmet, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. You go to an actual park or something. Yeah. You got yeah, to. It's crazy. Seen, seen too many, uh, Reddit videos of people fighting and their head bouncing off. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. They get knocked out and they're fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's crazy. All right. Let's get this fucking show on the road. Do we, do we need to do a right. count? Yes, we do. Good catch. All right, Aaron, ready? Yep. yep. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs>